Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Geo, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. Hey, what's up? There he is. Um, if this is your first time listening to the show from SwitchRPG.com, where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch, this week we are talking about something going on at SwitchRPG.com, as well as our decade of RPGs to play, uh, which is a fairly substantial list. Uh, we break it down to, I think, 20. Yep, 20 games, and we have uh, almost 20 honorable mentions. <laughs> our honorable mentions uh, list is just as long as our 20 RPGs to play. I mean, it was a good year for RPGs, a good decade for RPGs. Good decade, anyway. yeah, very good decade. Um, but first and foremost, I want to uh, thank our patrons, Hedge Knight Mike Sprinklins, DJ Atkins, Michael C., and Sequel Viol- Violist. Violist. Oh, I, I got to ask him, how do I say this? Sequel Violus. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is it a sequel? Sequel. Okay, sequel. Uh, but first, I want to... Um, we have another AMA. We did have one recently with Pear Schneider from IGN, which went really well, I think. It lasted yeah. about an hour. Um, Pear was uh, really uh, very nice to, to join us. I think he had a, a good time. Actually, everyone who joined in on that AMA on the Discord had a question or two that were answered. And yeah, yeah it went really well. Well, we have another one. Uh, we have Dead Mage Studios coming in, the developers who made Children of Morta. Uh, they'll be joining on January 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so if you head over to our Discord, which is discord.switchrpg.com, you can join in. Ask them a question. I think, um, I don't know how many people will be joining on their side, but there, there will be more than one. So you could have some developers, some composers, who knows? Um, but these AMAs are always uh, always a good time. So hopefully some artists because they have some good art in that game. There's uh, yeah, I yeah. that's what really drew me in initially uh, to to that was uh, was the art. So and good good writing too. Mm-hmm. Like just how they piece together the story sequences. Yeah, and it, it seems like the story just doesn't end. Like it, they're constantly giving you something in that yeah. in that game. Yeah. Um, but what like I said, what drew me into that game was visually. You know, it looked really really cool. Uh, so yeah, Dead Mage Studios, developers of Children of Morta, January 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern um, Standard Time. Then we have, um, what are you playing? What am I playing? Oh man, I finally, finally beat Fire Emblem. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> it's been a couple weeks since we uh, last yeah. recorded our podcast. Yeah. Uh, so you finally beat Fire Emblem. You had yep. a, a lot of time to yourself. Yes, and, and over that time, uh, while not eating and yep. just playing, <laughs> putting my head down and trugging along through, it took me 180 hours. So one house, 180 hours. One house. And yeah. you're on the next house? No. Oh, right. No. Uh, I might. I, I did buy the season pass for DLC. All right. Um, so maybe I'll jump in later because, oh, man, the story is so good. Uh, but... Keep in mind, I also play it on hard. So if I do play again, yeah. I'm not playing on hard. No, you just want you want the action bits, but you want to get through the story well, a little quicker. When you beat it, I unlocked what was it like, Madman or Insane Difficulty oh, or whatever it is. Why would you want to do that I, to I'm yourself? Not do that. I'm not like after that. spending so much time, <laughs> like getting an insane difficulty, just seems like. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, but yeah, it is. It is really good. I'm telling you this right now, Golden Deer, if you want like the big picture of everything storyline-wise, Golden Deer is the house to go to. Uh, that seems like it's the true ending to the game. You so, think so? 
Uh, I really think so. So I know what happens on the blue line, and I know what happens. I definitely know what happens on the golden deer because I played mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, and uh, the only thing I'm not too certain of uh, with gaping holes is the black eagle. The black eagles. Yeah, I played the black eagle side of things, and um, she she. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm gonna just stop yeah. myself yeah. Uh, there. Um, but I could see where you would say the golden deer is kind of like the seer of all. Yeah. Um, so it's a big, it's a big, mm, when you understand Claude and who Claude is, he's all about trying to like unveil the truth behind everything. And because of his personality that drives the nature of the story for the golden deer, even though the rest of the golden deer people are not like Claude, Claude himself is that kind of a, of a person. And because of that, you actually find out like all the things that are happening behind the scenes, all the questions that you might have after beating the game through especially blue lines, you might mm-hmm. have a lot of questions like uh, being maybe a little unsatisfied with the ending because the blue line, they have their own, that story is its own agenda and golden deer it doesn't get as in depth it doesn't get as emotional it definitely doesn't get as emotional as uh, as the blue line story but if you want to understand things and get a good grasp of the story and the big picture and and figure out uh, kind of like a game of thronesy type of way like a Tyrion lannister type of thing kind yeah. of in the in the middle of everything basically yeah yeah just just be like why are these things happening like golden deer is the way to go because everything gets explained everything <laughs> gets absolutely everything gets explained from the very very opening of the game to the very very end everything that you experience golden deer okay golden deer gives it so for you. anyone who hasn't played that that would be probably the better you would say the better option. I, I think it's probably the best option. Although, um, what happens with the blue lines is just really that is that is a very interesting character, uh, Dimitri, mm-hmm. uh, and that type of experience is its own thing and is very much worthwhile. I I was kind of a little bit jealous of of what <laughs> happens there because it was just so like like hits you in in the chest kind of kind of right. thing. But uh, and. Trust me, like Black Eagle, not taken away from that, because that, when you understand everything, you still have so many questions about the Black Eagles. <laughs> There's just still, <laughs> like, why is the Black Eagles doing, uh, is, is doing stuff? And I mean, yeah. it, it's really difficult, especially um, when you, you got three choices to make. And you don't know, really. It's so early in the game, you don't really know who to choose. I mean, yeah. it's almost like you go on a, you know... All right, I'll choose. I like yellow. I'll pick yellow or whatever. Like, there's really no reason why you choose one over another, really. Well, you you do get um, that little. You you do get to go around to each of the houses and talk to all the different yeah. members of the house. Yeah. And you get to see, you know, get a f- general feel. You don't get a true but it's, feel. It's really, to, in my opinion, it's just not enough to. I don't know to, especially with the outcome. Yep. There's there's no sneak peek that'll give you the outcome on any of these houses. Yeah. And that, that is, that's kind of good because, uh, for example, one house in particular, uh, it kind of like flips the table on you uh, halfway through the game in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. And actually, well, pretty much all the houses, except for the Golden Deer, the Golden Deer doesn't really have any table flipping moments. There's no big surprises that happens with the, uh, that happens because the 
Golden Deer are making these surprises happen, uh, whereas these surprises happen in more interesting ways with the other two houses, and the Golden Deer is impacted, but they're not the driving force behind any of these things. So uh, it can also feel like they're a little detached from from a more interesting, emotional-driven story. They're not... The Golden Deer is not as emotion-driven as the other houses. Right, right. They're kind of like the bystanders, basically. Yep. Cool. So they're all good picks. They really are. And, and, and it's a shame because it's such a big time sink that you can't experience yeah. all those stories. I would say just play the game on easy. At <laughs> and, this point... And experience you know, everything, you think? Yeah. I mean, because all the stories are definitely worthwhile, uh, especially uh, when you get to the halfway point of the game. And that from that point forward, the stories take a huge mm-hmm. deviation and they're, they become their own thing and very, very worthwhile to experience right. with each of the different houses. So uh, if you play on easy, you can kind of get through things even quicker. Um, and because the story is just so well done in this game and so well fleshed out because everything that happens within the world, within these three different stories, and they do deviate very dramatically, uh, it is worth experiencing again, especially with just the characters you recruit in their back, their individual backstories, the, the individual characters for, for each of the houses. And I think that's what makes Fire Emblem a great game anyway are is the story the 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 battle uh, battles are kind of you know they're a little samey they're you know uh wipe the party out why just just yeah. they're they're all the same to me um so i think where really where fire emblem really shines is the story yep uh so playing it on easy is it's an okay option well, i would say where this fire emblem really right, right, right. uh holds up is the story because previous fire emblems the story is okay it's not really why you play those Fire Emblem games. It was the simplicity of the combat, but also the the way it presented this RPG-like combat for a war game. That was the novelty of Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really change up that formula for, like, I don't know, 15, 20 plus years. And with this game, they really changed up the form. They've been slowly changing up the form but with this game they really ramped it up they really changed it even in the battle right they they got rid of the weapon triangle system uh and stuff like that so yeah i mean don't get me wrong i like the different mechanics that they they've implemented it's just the the objectives are all the same yeah for the most part yeah yeah totally with it they but this yep this this is a special special game, and mm-hmm. we'll talk more about it later. Today. Way later. Uh, other games I've played, I also beat Celeste. Only took me seven hours to beat. Okay. Uh, that is. I hear good things about that game. Uh, that game is really really good. Uh, really uh, overrated. Um, oh jeez. Yeah, I was I was expecting you know r- on average the game is at like ninety two percent on like open critic and, and metacritic and whatnot uh it, like ign gave it a perfect 10 so I'm, I'm expecting like you know 10 somewhere in the 90s type of experience and is the game a solid platformer absolutely is the story uh phenomenal no, no. is it interesting it's all right it it talks about depression there's been other, many other games that i've talked about per- 
depression and made depression the center focal point of their story and done it significantly better Mm. like like just significant uh what was that game um doki doki literature club like to me that is one of the best uh games that sort of dive very deep into topics uh Me- topics of mental issues, mm-hmm. mental disorders, and well, there was one uh, recently. Uh, hell, um, there, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's yeah. there's quite a bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is a solid platformer experience. The story, it, look, it's not bad at all, and it presents it in a much more lighthearted way. Uh, I would say it's a little bit too light. It can be a little bit too lighthearted for such a dark uh, topic. But I mean, that's a matter of um of perception so you know there to me as long as someone tackles uh you know the subject sure. of depression brings it to the kind of the forefront a little bit yeah, yeah bring in, in no matter what form that's fine but to uh give this game a boost uh, a kudos boost because of that now it's the, also an indie independent uh, developer Sure. Um, so yeah. look, it's it's a great game. It's just uh, I was expecting my expectations were set really really high for for the the praise that the game got for the game of the year awards that this game got a few years ago when it released, mm-hmm. uh, and I was disappointed by not having it live up to those standards. But it is a solid platformer. Sure, absolutely. And uh, I also beat <laughs> Greece, another game, very short game, only like four three or four hours probably about four hours long okay uh artsy yeah this very game artsy game very interesting to it me. is beautiful this game is walking art uh it's pretty simple to play you cannot die in this game uh you just keep going there's no bad things you can do you just keep going until you win it's uh pl- very platformer heavy but even the heaviest of platformer elements doesn't even come close to like the first chapter of uh of celeste so it's like All still right. pretty simple platforming there's some light puzzle solving in there it, you're not going to scratch your head too too much is there a um, narrative behind this all or? uh there is it's kind of hard to understand what the story is it this seems like a very big metaphor for a whole lot of different stuff but mostly at the very very beginning of the game uh your character i, I don't know the name of the girl but uh she loses her voice and also in the process of losing her voice the world loses its color and you're exploring this world and and piecing together collecting these i guess stars uh like constellation stars uh and you add them to the sky and and you also uh i guess sing to the statue and for every one that you sing to you unlock a new color for the world and that brings the world closer to life so first you get red then you get green then you get blue then you get other colors uh and that also adds new platformy type of elements to the world itself um so it's a very awe-inspiring game it's definitely really i'm definitely glad i picked that game up and played it because it was a great experience it reminded me a lot of journey Okay. It's kind of like another journey-like experience without the multiplayer stuff. Um, so if you want that like emotional, artsy type of presentation, not challenging at all, 
Um, but if you want that, and also it's 2D instead of being 3D, so it's in some instances it's a bit more accessible sure. to non-gamers mm -hmm. than Journey is because Journey has that third-person camera they have to sort of uh, that people that don't normally play video right. games can struggle with. But the platforming is probably a little bit more difficult a little bit just because there are like time jumps uh for difficulty but it's super forgiving uh so it's a game that you can kind of uh let you know your my parents actually uh <laughs> yesterday i had my both my parents play through different parts of this game that's were, very cool and they weren't doing that bad or right, they're right. actually progressing through the game and I mean, they and, play mario brothers stuff. so i mean it's a platformer they can kind of oh, figure it all out yeah i would say the the platforming in mario is definitely harder than the platforming in <laughs> really games. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, if they've mastered it in mario brothers they can they could definitely get buying beat grease yeah, okay yeah. all right and all right. it's it's a beautiful game and it's short it's yeah. super short it's is, a really that's good on the switch right it's on the Switch, yeah, and it's on sale. On sale, yeah, right now. We'll talk more about sales. All right, stuff. we'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, and I've also been playing, sorry, I've been playing so many games, <laughs> but I finally finished Fire Emblem, and so now I have, like, all this free time. What do you do with yourself? <laughs> I don't have to play Fire Emblem anymore. Uh, I got the uh, Halo Master Chief Collection on PC. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing through Halo Reach. That game is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so you're done with it then? I think I'm, I'm going to beat it because I think you have to beat that in order to play halo one because it goes in order storyline oh, really? wise so first you have to play through reach and then you could play halo one two three OBS wait there's a literal block where four. you cannot play it or well it shows all the halo games and right now the only one that's lit up for me that's not grayed out is halo reach so i can i'm playing through halo reach that hoping seems, that, that seems terrible hoping that when i beat halo reach you sure you didn't just buy to, halo reach yeah, it's the Master Chief Club. It shows you all I, that makes zero sense. Why would you? Why would anyone want to like block off their? That makes zero sense. Well, to me. the multiplayer is open, right? The okay. Campaign stuff is blocked off. I and I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a staggered launch. I could I could have okay. that confused too. It might sure, be like sure. a staggered launch where Reach just reaches available right now. And then maybe like a couple months, the next Halo game will unlock. But uh, I'm gonna go through and get through Reach. It's not like super bad, but man, it's like so like phoned in. It feels like it's phoned in, and I don't play. I haven't played any. That's like one of my guilty like gamer. You've uh, never played games. Halo, or I've played. Various Halo games, but I never beat any of them. Okay. And I never even came close to like. Yeah, I've played it with any with friends. That's the only way I've ever played Halo, and yeah. I am absolutely terrible at Halo multiplayer. Forget about it. And to me, like I, I feel compelled. Like Halo has always been on my bucket list of games because it is a major, major, very important game, especially Halo One. So eventually, I want to get through, beat Halo One. That's the whole reason why I got the thing was so I can play and actually beat halo mm -hmm. one and maybe i'll continue depending on how good halo one is but right now reach oof. Eesh. Eesh. i guess you uh, gotta get through it maybe yeah maybe yeah. Uh, who knows and i've also been playing astral chain i finally got back into that because i don't have to play fire emblem anymore and astral chain is great <laughs> i want to play astral chain i think we were talking about this before yeah. um if that's ever on a sale like a deep sale I'm gonna instant buy for me because it's, it's worth buying regardless of the sale. right, right, and that's just that's just me a uh, me thing. Um, it is it is super good. It it feels like accumulation of a bunch of different platinum uh, games mm -hmm. all wrapped into one. It feels like Bayonetta. It kind of has like the dodge mechanics of Bayonetta. Uh, it has the uh, sword slicing mechanic of um, that 
uh, Metal Gear Revengeance. Uh, yeah, something. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Has that mechanic in there. Um, it, it has other like actiony type things, and then that weird chain system is like it's it, it is its own mechanical beast right. altogether, and it's really cool. It's very hard. The game has a pretty steep learning curve to sort of get used to the combat mechanics because you are at most of the time controlling two characters at the same time and all of your attacks and abilities are mapped to your all four shoulder buttons so you have to manage all four of those in addition to the right stick uh when you're holding on to the left z button zl uh you can use the right stick to move your your chained uh astral companion thing and you can use it to like wrap around enemies you can like set up a little thing to like clothesline enemies and like it's, do like other weird stuff it sounds like a game i'm i'd be 100 percent into yeah it so it has that learning curve and i would say that is a it's very hard to to get through but definitely get through because once you start to get a handle handle of it, the combos that you're able to do and the mm-hmm. and the ways that you're able to sort of get through, it's really cool. And then the world itself, which like games like Bayonetta, Bayonetta always like lost me because it, it never had an interesting like like game that was outside of just doing the combat. The combat was great in Bayonetta, but it, there was nothing more than just the combat. It was just combat, and then you move on to the next area. In the this next game, combat area. Yeah. Next combat area. This game wraps everything in this big, giant, like, cop, detective, meta game uh, where you get to explore the precinct, and then you're going into doing different police missions, and, and you're doing, like, detective work. Uh, so it has, like, that stuff going for it, too, and then you can level up. And, and do RPG like stuff in there. So very cool game. Mm-hmm. I am definitely enjoying uh, what I've been playing so far. I'm a, probably about seven hours into that game. Okay, so um, just scratching the surface. I'm, just, I bet. Yeah, been playing another game. Uh, I just picked it up today. It's like less than a dollar. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's called a uh, a robot named Fight, and it's a roguelike Metroid game. Like, like, what kind of Metroid are we talking? Like we talking Metroid, like eight bit Metroid. We talking or uh, Super like Metroid? Super yeah. Metroid. Okay, yeah. so but, uh, I would say the graphically, it's more like Sega Genesis style graphics. Okay, if if you can ever notice the difference between Sega Genesis, oh, and the Super color, Nintendo. yeah, the color palettes. Uh, yeah, it, it feel it looks more like a and kind of feels like playing wise as a as a Genesis style game. It's like your jump is actually like kind of quick. Uh, your movement is a little quick too. At first, it feels like a little janky, but then you get used to it. And it's like, and, and it's not as janky as you think it is, and it feels kind of good. Um, it's interesting uh, to play a Metroid game that every time you die, you're starting the world map all over again. So yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of difficult to to do especially yeah. in a metroidvania where you're used to specific items being in specific areas yep. to unlock certain areas like how yeah. does how do you even manage that when the world's just totally changing yeah and i i died i've gotten pretty far ahead in my first run and died twice uh and each run i was wondering like how are they going to maintain is it going to be i'm always going to get this item first and that item and it's like no they changed it pretty wow. dramatically but in in a very good way. I, there was even some rooms where I thought like, oh, I've seen this room layout before. I just go this way and I'll get these things. And all of a sudden I go that way and it's like very different. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Right. 
So it was, I'm digging it. I'm definitely digging it. Okay. And then right. uh, the last game I've been playing, I've been playing this game very, very heavy, is called Age of Wonders. This is a PC strategy. Uh, I call it an RPG. At least the campaign is definitely an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like war strategy, civ, sim type of uh, elements to this game as well. The combat system is a hex-based, turn-based combat system where you're moving across hexes and you have multiple units within your war party and you can sort of have multiple war parties all participate in the same battle. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's, what, seven possible hexes. Each hex can have six units. So you can have uh, 42 units on the same battle map, we're talking like large scale, epic fantasy warfare. There's dragons, there's and fairies, this, this is there's on trolls. PC. It's on PC. Along with a robot named Fight. That's also. No, that's on Switch. A robot named robot Fight. Robot Fight's on Switch. Oh. Yep. Astro Chain's on Switch. Yep. yep. Celeste is on Switch. Halo Reach is on Switch. Soon, maybe. Halo Reach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's yet. rumors. There's been rumors for yeah. the Master Chief collection coming to the Switch. So, yeah. but Age of Wonders three that has been a very pleasant surprise. That game is. I'm. I'm definitely loving that game. Uh, so that has been what I've been playing, which is a lot of stuff and beating, finally beating a bunch of stuff. Too. Well, I mean, we, like I said, we had a couple of weeks uh, where we uh, we weren't recording you you beat a big big heavy hitter of a game and now you have all the time in the world yeah, seems, yeah. where i've been playing like the same thing yeah more, well maybe a little different because more divinity right more divinity always more divinity <laughs> can't can't go wrong with that more divinity star ocean uh first departure r um been doing a little bit of uh super mario maker 2 with my son i saw that i saw that yeah. yep super mario maker 2 um <laughs> it's fun making maps and how because he is he is six years old right so his his mindset is just like put a bunch of stuff everywhere uh so i'm trying to teach him and and super mario maker uh has like a story mode where it tries to teach you how to build a level and all that yep. um so i'm trying to get him to do that but i'm also you know trying to teach him how to build it without the story mode so just kind of just me teaching him and for some reason i can explain it better to him <laughs> to him yeah. uh so um he, he's getting the hang of it he's getting the hang of it there are some uh levels that he downloads where he he, he absolutely loves kind of most of the auto because there are auto runs yeah um where you just go and just you basically run through the entire level and it completes itself he loves those because he loves seeing the explosions and everything so i've been doing super mario maker um two with him and um it's pretty much it and you've you're completely done with luigi's mansion right i was i've no i'm not because um i'm playing that along with him too and he's moved on to super mario maker 2 so So i i don't want to advance the story without him uh so once he gets back into luigi's mansion 3 i will also get back into luigi's mansion 3 but we're almost done um, I think we have like two more uh, floors. Yep, we're almost there. What about? Uh, so tell me a little more about Star Ocean. Uh... Um, Star Ocean. It was a PS uh, Vita game. Uh, yep. They remastered it, and um, it's it's a it's a good game. It's an okay game. Well, the Vita game was a rema- was a remake of, of the, the Super P- Nintendo game. Oh, so we're going way back. Yeah, in time this there. is originally a Super Nintendo game, and it was a correction. Uh, and I was kind of. I mentioned this, but I also unmentioned it. Uh, I got it right initially, then I got it wrong. Uh, oh, with so, the developer. Yeah, so yes. it was the people first made, uh, the Namco team first made Tales of Fantasia, 
Uh, and then they left, key people left, and formed a new studio that then made the Star Ocean series. So I, I could definitely recognize from watching the, the trailers of the combat and whatnot that I saw very clearly, like, there was some degree of Tails mm -hmm. uh, DNA yeah. within there. And, and that... I just didn't know which chicken came before the egg. <laughs> but now we know... Tales of Fantasia was definitely the OG. OG. And um, you can definitely, you definitely see that Tales of Inspiration yeah. uh, when playing it. You definitely feel it. And um, I, I think they missed out on a couple of things. I, I love I love the combat. I love the skills. I love learning all the special arts and all that stuff. Uh, there are a lot of different ways you can go with uh, recruiting members. So if you re don't recruit one member, you have opportunity to recruit different members. So there's a lot of, a lot of that in it. And, and, and I like that. Um, but being a remastered version, they missed out on something that I really think is there that's not there is the the, the ability to fast travel because um, you're always backtracking. And, man, these random encounters really slow down that experience. And I really wish it was there. And I understand why it is not there because you'd miss out on all that XP with that rant with those battles. And you eventually hit a wall not being at the proper level. But, man traveling and they do you do have a fast uh speed option so you can speed up your character yeah when traversing but give me a give me the ability to fast travel yeah it just needs yeah. to be there yeah. um but otherwise it's voiced well I, I love the look of it it's not quite it's, it's voice well you're complaining about that earlier the voiceover last time we talked oh i i i stand corrected did, did you change to Japanese? I don't. No, no. See, that's the thing. The the voiceover. I'm talking when the characters are in dialogue. Oh, but when okay. they're when they're in combat. In combat. It's you it's, still have it set to like. I have it set to as minimal as possible. No art use. <laughs> don't use any special <laughs> arts. Um, but yeah, in combat, it's 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 horrendous. Did you at least it, try the Japanese voice track? No, I haven't. Oh. Maybe I should. I don't know, I I'm, kind of, I'm sure. It's, I was kind of interested to find out. I'm sure if it it's a while. million times better. Okay. But I just, I just don't want them screaming at me every time I get into a random battle, and it's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of them, and they're just yelling at yeah. you. Random battles is one thing I am glad died. <laughs> and, and you do you do get some abilities where you can actually reduce the number of random yeah. battles, but they're still you know they're still there. Yep. Um. So Star Star Ocean. I don't know that I have any other games that I'm looking to play right now. Mm. Well. We you got, got you got quite a bit on your plate. I got I got a, I got a small little appetizer compared to you. Well, I, I'm, this is I'm on vacation right now, so I'm, <laughs> I'm this is the only time I have to right. just like crank through stuff. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a uh, have enough time to beat big giant juggernaut games. Like even within uh, the Master Chief Collection, that's what six games. Yeah, that's quite that's a bit. Halo, that's Reach. Halo one, two, one, two three. three. ODST. ODST and four that's mm -hmm. six games mm -hmm. in one it's quite a bit yeah it's quite a bit it's quite a bit i'm already halfway through halo reach that's crazy it's it's short campaign and um speaking of which we'll skip ahead in the news here we'll go to the uh the holiday sales so my plate is really small i could fill it up yeah with some of these sales yes you could that are going on um i've seen ridiculous games that are dirt cheap like bastion uh transistor a robot name fight 
a robot name fight, which I did not know was on the eShop. Uh, it's like 90 something percent off, which is why it's like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. So they're one of those games that put their game really super cheap to uh, ramp up those Greece, on the ranking. Uh, Greece and Celeste are both on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would highly recommend if you haven't played it. Um, Okami HD. Oh, yeah. I hear um, a lot of good things That's, about that. Can, it's an old game, but they, they HDified it. Yep. So uh, a lot of people compare that game to Zelda. I don't know why. Do you know why? Uh, because it's Zelda. Okay. All right. It just doesn't look like it. So you're it basically has... a, a wolf. Yep. And and you're going through, and you, you there are there are dungeons. You get new abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to solve puzzles. There's bosses that you have to fight with. Uh, in the game, there's towns that you can visit. It's kind of like uh um ocarina of time sort of style game but playing as the i I forgot the name of the the wolf uh uh, um amaratsu amaratsu something like that okay and your big mechanic is you have like a little paintbrush so you can you draw in order to so it utilizes the motion controls and uh, you can do that uh if you undock the switch you can actually touch screen Oh, your you drawing, which is even the ideal yeah. way. Uh, uh, so I'm looking at some list, uh, deals here. We got Cave Story Plus, which I hear a lot of good things about. It's 10 bucks. Battle Chasers. I like Battle Chasers. That's about $13 right now. I've, I've never seen it that low before. Uh, so Battle Chasers is up there. Monster Boy is a light-hearted RPG. Blaster Master Zero. Uh-huh. I actually don't know if that's on sale. It says it's uh, $10 right now. Uh, Shovel Knight. A lot of the older Final Fantasies right now yep. are really low. Like Final Fantasy VII uh, looks like Final Fantasy IX uh, is really, really low. Um, so there we go. If, if you're looking to fill up your your uh, your catalog, yeah, it, now is the time. Yeah, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest uh definitive edition that is on sale. It's fourteen bucks. That is a steal. That game is gorgeous and it's a metroidvania mm-hmm. i mean what more do you need it's probably a little bit on the easier side uh as far as combat but a little bit more difficult as far as platforming uh cuphead is also on sale slay the spire yep. is on sale baba uh, is you is on sale baba is me baba is you no you oh you gotta you gotta change it up to make it me Oh, I'm confused. It's not me yet. Uh, Graveyard Keeper, which you've talked about. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool game. That's $7. It's a very morbid uh, Stardew Valley. Can't go wrong with 7 bucks on that game. Terraria. Terraria. That old, old, awesome, but still very old game. Downwell. That is on sale. It's a dollar fifty. Wow, buck forty nine. That is such a great, if you want like this arcade, play a game for five minutes, like have like little tiny spectacular five minute chunks of fun downwell is just glorious now there are games on here that i would not recommend uh one of which being mutant year zero is twenty dollars don't fall for that game do not buy it on the switch yeah don't do it um it is good on any other platform other than the switch it's meant for pc so if you're gonna play that game play it on pc i have it on pc yep Uh, i have it on uh 360 and and pc i would not get it it's too bad though that i love the characters in that game for the switch i don't know what they were doing maybe they have maybe they're they need to get their eyes checked there's a whole Uh, 
game is a mess. Blasphemous. That is a 2D side-scroll uh, Dark Souls-y like game that's on sale. And if you're unsure about Blasphemous, there's also a demo out for that. So you can you can mm-hmm. take a look at that demo. SteamWorld Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh, very RPG card-based yeah. uh, combat system. I, I, I love that game. Uh, Golf Story is uh, 10 bucks. Can't go wrong there at all. Yeah, and we're calling out some like pretty good solid games. Disgaea 5 is looking like it's 50% off. Um, that's going to be, if you like uh, there's, tactical and style there's games, something, there's something even, here even Disgaea 1, that's also half off. Um, those are pretty solid games. Um, there's a game I'll shout out, Phantom Doctrine. Um, it's, Phantom Doctrine? It's a tactical uh, strategy RPG game. It's it's okay. It's four dollars. I'll, I'll just say it's four bucks. I think it's worth four four dollars though. Uh, we do have a. I think I did a very short. I no. I know I did a very short let's play on the YouTube channel, so you can check that out there. Uh, I would say stay away from Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. As much as I love the Monster Hunter franchise, um, Monster Hunter Worlds out and. If that wasn't legitimately the best Monster Hunter game, I would call out this one more. But they also, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is a shoddy 3DS port to the Switch. Yeah. I don't like it. I played the demo, did not hold up well. Uh, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, on the other hand, is actually uh, a pretty solid game, also on sale. On sale, uh, 20, 20 bucks. That's yeah. like beautiful. A yeah, very uh, long RPG. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, another one that I played on the channel, uh, Hard West. It's kind of the tactical RPG. Mm-hmm. It's kind of uh, um, it's a western with with uh, uh, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a haunted western. It's two bucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> two dollars. That's crazy. The entire Resident Evil franchise. Uh, <laughs> I think every single game except for Resident Evil Three is on the Switch. Uh, they're all on sale. I would recommend Resident Evil, uh, the original, uh, the remake, um, and Resident Evil 4. I'd recommend those two out of all of them that are on there. Uh, and whatever price they charge, even if it wasn't on sale, they're all on sale. Even if it wasn't, they're both worth whatever price they charge because those mm-hmm. games are fantastic. Man, there, there are so, so many yeah. uh, games on There's got to be something everyone likes here. I mean, just we we have shouted out so many games. So there you go. That's that's pretty good. Let's. Uh... Yeah, you, you can't go wrong. There's there's something for everyone there. Um, so I I guess I got my my work cut out for me. Yeah, some some things that happened uh, over the past two weeks, right? The Game Awards happened. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. We never discussed the Game Awards. We didn't, but we don't have to. I mean, we what well, we did discuss pre-game awards and how disappointed we were in some yeah. of the categories, some of the nominations um, and the winners. Uh, we never kind of went over. Well, the main winner, the the overall game of the year surprised me, but you know what? I'm happy with the decision because right. I love that game. Well, yeah, uh, it is. It was uh, Sekiro. Yep. Um, and, and I'm happy it wasn't Death Stranding. That's really what I'm happy about. Yeah. I'm happy it wasn't Death Stranding or uh, uh, Control. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Control, but with Death Stranding, they just got all the pub. And I think if Death Stranding were to win that category, it would have, the Game Awards would have lost a lot of credibility. I Um, still think Smash should have won it 
over Sekiro, even though I absolutely love uh, uh, Sekiro or Sekiro, whatever. Um, yeah, Smash is just like a caliber of its own. But Smash ultimately won their category. They won the fighting game of the year. Yeah, so and you'll see that you'll notice that with a lot of the games, they they ultimately won their category. But it should have won. It should have been nominated for best soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it wasn't. There's and like a million sound, uh, million songs in that. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack's like a thousand songs plus mm-hmm. it's huge and it didn't even get nominated which is just crazy yeah uh but there was some announcements that happened there and one of the mm-hmm. big ones well two of the announcements uh one was this new little indie game called gleam light uh it's i think it's gonna be a switch exclusive i'm not entirely sure but it's a side scrolly metroidvania-esque it looks like it's metroidvania-esque yeah, right. uh style game the artwork is uh stained glass mm-hmm. for the artwork so it looks kind of beautiful it's kind of yeah it's uh, very artistic so that's something to keep wary of they said it's going to come out sometime early 2020 so mm-hmm. you know keep your eyes peeled for that and then the other game uh which is pretty exciting uh the game i'm yeah i mean it's the game i'm excited for bravely default 2 uh which falls into those categories because there's bravely default there's bravely uh <laughs> bravely second and then you got bravely 2 so where does this kind of fall in in line it goes uh bravely default one and i think it goes bravely default two and then bravely second is kind of like um i think it's a continuation of basically of bravely default the original kind of like your x uh, final fantasy x and x2 so it's like an expansion yeah basically expansion to the first um but not as good now you played i played both uh okay and it's just it's not not as good. From what I understand, the the combat mechanic of Bravely Default is the combat system that's in um, uh, Octopath Traveler, more or less. Um, battle point system, VP. Yeah, they definitely run off the battle point system, but then they also have this thing where you can um, you can either uh, fight Brave or you can fight Default. Um, where if you the Default, you save your attacks, and then once you use you once you go to attack you attack like a multitude of times or if you use brave bravely you um you have double the attacks but you miss out on your second turn um so it's it's got a very i love the 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 battle mechanic in in bravely default and i'm excited to see what how they'll expand on that or if they even change it i'm I'm not entirely sure what they'll do with it um but in the trailer the announcement trailer there really wasn't much yeah there was there was it, nothing there yeah it really wasn't much uh, other than just yeah it's it's coming out of eventually so uh, there was something there uh that the uh what was there is that the artwork wasn't very impressive it was like hd 3ds artwork. <laughs> well it yeah it, i don't know that they've changed much from what the 3ds art was yeah um, it does look like that even the character models Looked like it was coming from a 3DS. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a little disappointing, but it is. You know, if it means that they can uh, focus on making a solid game, mm-hmm. then I'm all for that. And it's a very, in my opinion, it's a very menu-driven um, game. So the fact that before you had dual screens and you can actually manage that a little easier. So I'm wondering how they're going to manage that here in the new iteration yep. without a second screen. That'd be pretty important. So, 
we'll see. Um, another it, another thing. So this is now we're out of the VGAs. Out of the VGAs. We, we have left the VGAs. The, two weeks ago. Cleansed ourselves <laughs> of that. <laughs> and it's actually been a pretty light news week considering we, you know, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, it's been a light news week. And that's just the time of year. Uh, it's a time of year thing. Uh, news is light. Uh, releases are light. Yeah. Nintendo uh, did do uh, their little indie thing, but I think we covered that last time. Yeah, so yeah. Nintendo's been quite uh, tight-lipped on sharing any new information. Mm-hmm. They didn't announce anything at the VGAs. So Other than, you know, those two but that wasn't sm- them. minor... No, no, it wasn't them. Yeah. So they, they're holding on to something, so we'll, there's yeah, a I, shortage because... I think we'll get some sort of a direct soon yeah. whether it's january or, and i don't think february i think it'll be sooner than that because there's we need a road we me i need a roadmap yeah. of 2020 I, I i can definitely see january either the first half of january i can definitely see mm-hmm. that being a possibility i'm not sure if it'll actually happen but definitely a possibility because they have uh their quarterly report uh meeting is going to be the end of january so if they don't have any new announcements by that point then that they have nothing report, to show well they're gonna have to tell their shareholders something like hey uh we have these games coming up because right they gotta report some otherwise shareholders are gonna be pretty upset um and as it is now they just have animal crossing animal crossing they have zelda that we know about breath of the wild yeah too and um, uh Travis, uh, Travis strikes again, and maybe not, not again. Um, no three. more heroes three, three, and um, Breath of the Wild two. Yep, 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 and Metroid Prime maybe, Metroid, but that's so far off. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> that's not even twenty twenty. It's way out there. There is uh, the Monolith Soft uh, game that's not Breath of the Wild and is potentially not a new Xenoblade game. Mm-hmm. Potentially, they they are working on something, and and it's we. It was it was it was um, a while back. We mentioned that yeah. on the podcast. Um, I don't think you weren't with us yet. I uh, was aware. <laughs> it, it's some sort of high fantasy type of game, so kings, yeah. queens, mythical uh, to- sort of thing. And that's we just saw some. Uh, I think it was just some concept art. That was that was it. So they're working on potentially could be something like that, um, or it w- could be another Xeno game. I, I would I wouldn't mind that like Xeno game with some sort of high fantasy type of stuff. Yeah, it'd be different. I, I would I would like that. All right, know what it won't be though. It won't be. It won't be a Xeno Saga collection. It won't be a Xeno. No. Yeah. Um, because what they did is they they brought it to their uh, not their investors, but they brought it back to their company. They said, hey, listen, we want we want to potentially do the Xeno Gears collection. Yeah. Uh, they did some some analytics. Yeah, in like a remaster collection, right. Xeno Saga. Uh, I think there are three, three games. Yeah, one, two, and three. And so they did some analytics, and they potentially they essentially said that it's just not worth it for them. Mm. I disagree. I mean, granted, I yes, it is a niche market for them, Xeno Gears. Well, Xeno Saga, Xeno Saga, which is right. different from, from Gears. Uh, Xeno yes, Saga yes, yes, episode one, two, and three, all of which it looks like were on the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. So this would be a remaster of those games. So being that those games are uh, uh, running on 3D engines, uh, just by having that higher resolution uh, rendering, that would make things look sharper, better, and hopefully run better too. Depending. On on how well they they had the code initially or if they tweaked it so just that alone would be pretty cool 
because you know emulators are nice like you run an emulator on an old n64 game it'll actually make it look really nice and kind of uh doable right in uh for today's standards but so. unfortunately they said uh the plan was uh it's just going to be too difficult not worth their time or money investment and yeah it just isn't going to happen yeah it's not happening so bye bye to that i'm glad Xenosaga got the axe though and not Xeno Gears because right. I'm more interested in going into the Xeno Gears uh, games, but that's still way up for who knows. Now, what if Xeno Gear, like say Xenosaga, um, they're like, yep, we're not, we're not going to remaster these things, um, but they do some reimagining like they're doing with Trials of Mana. Well, so, all right. This is a little weird because the company that most of the people that made the Xeno games are Monolith Soft. Right. But this isn't Monolith Soft. I mean, Monolith Soft does have subsidiaries that they 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 right. work through but with. Those the reason why they made Xeno Blade is because they couldn't continue the Xeno whatever. Right. Uh, Xeno Saga or Xeno Gears, one of those two, probably Gears. They couldn't continue that series because it belonged to uh, Bando Namkai for the Xeno Saga games. Um, I mean, that's what it says here. I'm not sure who owns Xeno Gears. If that is Bando Namkai or someone else, Bando Namco. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I'd have to actually yeah. do a little research on that. But you know. It's it's a little disheartening to learn that Xenosaga is definitely not going to be a thing for the foreseeable future and probably going to be another one that bites dust regarding like old school RPG franchises mm. that could see a resurgence. So that 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 kind of hurts to hear. It hurts it hurts the heart. Yeah, it does. It hurts the heart. It hurts the heart. Uh the other thing we have for news uh, there is a free update for Cadence Viral. I just wanted to mention this because Cadence Viral, free update, it adds a lot of it's new a big content. Update. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's big. There's a lot of new stuff. There's a new playable character. There's uh, new dungeon modes and additional shrines and, and a whole bunch of new content. A lot of fi- uh, bug fixes, but the game definitely wasn't buggy uh, well, the sure, entirety yeah. that I uh, played through that game. So. Uh, but they did a whole lot of that that stuff, and they added in a bunch of new content. So if you haven't played it, now is the best time to play it because there's even more stuff in it. I have to play it. The game is amazing. I have to play it. It's amazing. If it's on sale, I'll get it. it you know, it might actually be on sale. All right, if it's on sale, I'm going to get it. You you totally should. That game right. is great. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, also, uh, another uh, DLC announcement, I guess. Uh, Children of Morta. Yep. Um, getting a, another uh, more DLC or no getting DLC adding a harder difficulty why would you want to make that game harder um, <laughs> so new game plus uh, which is cool a new character a random encounter it says n- no other details other than it means what it says I don't know what that means maybe the, uh, more difficult bosses I don't know online co-op this is that is a cool feature oh uh, online wow. co-op yeah is because so before that, that it was for just all versions or I, is that pc only or is that switch only is i i think this is all versions um that's a big deal online co-op but whereas before it was just local co-op yeah uh endless mode and uh some items and whatnot like i said there's a playable a new playable character 
and then a brand new chapter which is going to be paid dlc i don't know doesn't this article from uh, rp gamer does not specify how much that would be but a uh, brand new chapter um and a bunch of cool stuff coming into uh, children mortar so yeah excellent excellent to a game that's already fantastic to play and now right. there's uh, a whole bunch of free stuff and then some uh, additional expansionary content that you can buy afterwards if you're uh totally digging more and like i said we're we're also hosting an ama uh with them as well yeah uh for upcoming rpgs um yeah there are none yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least for the next week i mean uh, and for the month of january the month of january is very very bare there are a few indie games uh, of which i don't know off the top of my head um you know maybe there were there uh, i'm not entirely sure but uh in january we have uh, tokyo mirage mirage sessions fe sharp plus minus complete edition i have no idea there's too many oh there's way too many things on it uh so that is coming out i think that's in the middle of january sometimes skippable uh, well you know debatable i think for some people i know some people who are excited you for it you know who you are <laughs> you know it'll be your jam your jam that's okay that's okay everybody's got their jam yes some Every people do like apricot jelly <laughs> wait what's wrong with apricot jelly Actually, I was trying to think of a weird <laughs> jelly, and apricot came to mind. But that's okay. It's actually kind of fine. Yeah. Right. Apricots are fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the month of January, like I had mentioned, it's kind of bare. Yep. It's just bare. But yep. the list of all lists, the definitive decade... Um, well, I should have cleared up some of these. I least. did. I did mention that to you to clear up. Yep, all those. I will clear these up right now. No, you're doing that now. Well, Am I getting rid of this one too? You do these? whatever, you know, do it. No, no, don't do that. All right, don't do that. I'll do these. Boop. All right, so our decade of RPGs to play. Yes. The no longer definitive. Defini definitive. definitive? <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, should we do the honorable mentions first? Yeah, let's do the honorable mentions. All get right. those out of way. All right, so this is our top. Uh, Essentially, it's 20. a top 30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to mention our honorable More mentions, but we're, uh, these are honorable mentions to our top 20 games, RPGs of the decade. So this goes for all platforms, just RPGs. Mm -hmm. We looked at a huge list of games. We spent a lot of time just knocking things out, making sure we didn't forget about things. I still we, have scratches from you, too. Yeah. And we, we definitely screamed at each other for, uh, <laughs> for a good while, just trying to rank these. Uh, uh, against one another but uh first we'll go with the honorable mentions we'll start from uh these aren't sorted so right these uh, i'll just out. i'm just gonna blast through these yeah. okay um we have undertale darkest dungeon pillars of eternity bravely default persona 5 south park stick of truth xenoblade chronicles x i i Yes, we both we yeah. both are in agreement <laughs> with that one. Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. Yes. I remember when Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses was coming out, and I and I pulled a lot of people. I said, "Hey, listen, Fire Emblem's coming out. Three Houses. What's a what's a Fire Emblem game I should play?" And it, it was it would be Awakening. And it Awakening was Awakening. It was one, always yeah. Awakening. That's that's definitely the next best Fire Emblem game. But you know, Three Houses is just so much better than Awakening. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have Nier Automata, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, Neo. Dragon Quest Eleven, Disco Elysium, and Kingdom Hearts Three. All right, 
that's our honorable mentions. So and there are also there are must plays on that list. Yeah, there's a pretty much almost everything on that honorable mention list are must plays. Uh, it just depends on your cup of tea. Uh, for me, like Neo is something that I put on that list. Mm-hmm. I love that, but like there's very clear problems with neo uh horizon zero dawn also has its own uh fair share of problems but still a pretty fantastic game there's like some great games on there but uh it couldn't make our top 20 uh if it did then we would have like a top 30 (laughs) well we essentially have a top 35 here yeah uh, with with uh, all these all these games uh but we're actually going to start with number 20 number 20 number 20 is the outer wilds the Outer Wilds. Uh, the Outer Wilds is a game I don't think you've played, but I've played. Yep. It, it it gives me that Fallout New Vegas experience, oh, yeah. uh, but in a in a kind of a different world, uh, different environment. It's not a post apocalyptic environment, and I think the environment that they have here is better than. Um, well, yeah, I think it's better um, than Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, it's a uh, future outer space. Yeah. Yep, it's got that the the corporate um, the corporate people are basically taking taking over, kind of like your cyberpunk ish kind of theme, I guess you could call it. Um, but I I absolutely love what they did here. The story and the nar- the voice acting is excellent. Uh, the gameplay is is different than what Obsidian's done with their Fallout franchise, um, but refreshing. I like it. Um, so yeah, the outer wilds, the outer wilds and number 20. Uh, so going on to number 19 now, you know, some of these games might seem a little off like our number 19, which is what I put in here for tales of graces F. And I just, I love the tales franchise so much. So I had to sneak in something and yes, there was other games that came out since then, like Zillia and Berseria and, and Zesteria, but you know what? They all suck in comparison <laughs> to tales of graces f that game is absolutely fantastic uh it simplifies the story and it becomes just a story of f- childhood friends growing up you start off when they're all like i don't know eight years old or 10 years old or something like that they're all just kids hanging out and you and it goes through that for a fairly long chunk it's about uh five hours uh maybe up to eight hours long that little intro piece and then you know it fast forwards uh x number of years later and everyone's grown up and you you learn you that bond that they form as friends continues and the whole storyline is basically trying to trying to you see your friend just becoming corrupt and you're trying to save your friend and that's 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 the story in a nutshell and it is just very beautiful how it tells that in addition to being the best combat system in any of the tales games uh to that point way better berseria terrible uh not terrible but zillia was definitely a very bad combat system zillia 2 especially so zesteria was forgettable but i don't know why they deviated from the tales of Tales of Grace's F combat system, but that combat system is fantastic. It was very different from the other Tales games and how they refined it. They got rid of the mana system altogether. Uh, Berseria kind of borrowed some elements of it, but forgot some of the core parts that made it really uh, great. And you combine that with four players, local co-op, all at the same time on this fantastic combat system in this game that's all about saving and and being friends with one another and saving your friend it's just like the perfect rpg for multiplayer Hmm. 
that's, that's why it's on, on the list. That's why it's on the list. <laughs> that's why and, and that's a PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3, yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I, I had not heard of this game. Yeah, number 18, Age of Wonders 3. I just started getting into this game, and, we, and I yep. dived in hard (laughs) very very hard it is so good you may look at this game you may look at screenshots you may look at video and be like this isn't an rpg it's like a war game (laughs) or or it looks like it's civilization and it's those things as well but you know what fire emblem is a war game and and there are uh there are other games out there that have civ building mechanics but this is Definitely. All you have to do is fire up the campaign and start playing and you'll realize, yep, this is an RPG. You are Mm -hmm. playing from a particular character in the story's perspective and you get to try out different races. This takes place in a very Dungeons and Dragons like fantasy world. Uh, You're leveling up your heroes. You have an inventory. You are making at moments, very important decision points in game, the story. Game changing, right? Game changing yeah. uh, decisions. You're interacting with NPCs. You're deciding between how, when you're uh, taking over different settlements, you you can make pretty important decisions as to how you take over those settlements. There's an alignment system in this game so you could go good you could go evil and that has uh its own little take its own little flavor on on things within this game so it is wild and the amount of content that they packed into this game and how deep the game is and the combat system is fantastic it is kind of like fire emblem but instead of tiles it's hexes and instead of having uh, well, actually, Fire Emblem has a decent number of units, but your army is only about 10-ish in right. size, whereas this one, you're controlling your units, and you're, you could have up to, well, you could have, depending on how how you uh, initiate battle, you could have up to, like, 42 units that are engaging in this big, giant warfare. It's pretty fantastical. So, yeah, Age of Wonders 3. It's, it sounds like this hit you hard. It hit me hard. It's it hit you really hard. good. It's <laughs> it is a phenomenal, phenomenal game, and the team that made it is small. Really I was tiny. I was shocked. They def. This is a passion project. This game, like they, it oozes with passion. And if I haven't told you yet, it has a goblin creator, character <laughs> creator. You can create your own goblin. You, there's other races too, but th- those don't matter. Those goblins. Don't matter. <laughs> goblins. Yeah, you don't see playable goblins much. Ah, was, I, I, goblins. <laughs> uh, next game on the list is one that I wish and I hope is still hope that would come onto the Switch, and that's Divinity Original Sin One. Yeah, uh, Divinity Original Sin One uh, Enhanced Edition is a really good, really great game. Tells a great story, um, but the second one really Im- like improves upon yeah. everything. Uh, but Divinity Original Sin One. Um, fantastic combat it's got a great a good story a good story i would say the story is i would say it's um it's the best that they could do for something that was a kickstarted game Mm. uh and they kind of didn't take things as seriously as divinity original sin 2 does right but it still gets the job done no questions about that right the game the gameplay is if you played divinity original sin 2 is is uh very similar yep. um but yeah it definitely and this is i i want to say this is pc only i don't think that's made it to consoles uh it's on console it is on console yeah okay yeah you say it's on console yeah uh, i think xbox and 
and PlayStation, PlayStation. For, okay. for the enhanced enhanced edition. edition. Yeah. yeah, that would be the only version I think you can yeah. get right now. But so definitely, definitely best played on PC, yep. especially with the uh, the sequel. Yeah, I would I would say at this point, I, I didn't know that it was on Xbox, but I think um, with the sec with the sequel, yep. uh, they really um, did a great job in modifying i guess the gameplay to play with a with a controller yeah. uh they did a fantastic job with that uh so yeah next game we have uh number 16 yep pyre um, i've not played pyre pyre is uh made by super giant games i've played their other games i played their other games too i've not played this one this one is their best one their best one their best one by landslide uh, uh even after Bastion, Bastion gets like praised. Bastion, I deep praise Bastion. Bastion's, it. Bastion's good, but it's not great. Uh, Bastion is uh, a bit simplistic and doesn't really, it's a little bit too long in the tooth and doesn't do the things that it could do to the best that they could be. Uh, but the way it presents itself and the artwork to that game is great, but the combat's like, it's mediocre. There's like a lot of mediocre things in Bastion and the way the world's laid out is not interesting at all. Pyre, on the other hand, is sort of taking the bloat and eliminating anything that's completely unnecessary. Uh, you have the world that you're exploring is basically just this one big giant uh, world map uh, that you're exploring in, in a zone based uh, mm -hmm. environment and you're just sort of clicking through you're not really interacting too too much with it uh and it keeps things very simple it keeps all the uh the extra fluff of things very very simple but what it goes super heavy into super heavy is the storytelling the lore and the world building through pretty much text like it doesn't have a narrator like uh bastion or transistor does no, no there's definitely voice acting uh, but like a narrator I, with uh, with with Bastion and Transistor, this kind of like a like a, a person telling a story. There's there's a couple of things that are definitely squawking at you okay, okay. Uh, pretty heavily. Uh, I don't want to say too much about uh, who is squawking at you and okay, why they're squawking. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all very important stuff. Um, but and you'll realize after you play, uh, I think the first uh, or second loop through the okay. game but uh it is something to experience this the world is unlike any you've ever experienced before uh and then the core battle mechanic of the game is you're playing uh i don't know weird fantasy basketball this <laughs> 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 is like the best i can describe it you, you are you're you're passing a ball around in order to dunk it into the enemy's basket mm -hmm. but while the process of Doing that is your, uh, it's ha very hard to explain. This is a very different, very precious game. It is beautiful. The artwork is fantastic. The music is phenomenal. And the storyline and the decisions you make, and you make these decisions over and over again, and they are so important. It's, it's a game that's purely focused on making your decisions matter, every single one of them, mm -hmm. as you go through, both on how the story unfolds, on how you're able to progress and all sorts of things it is phenomenal i would rate this even higher on the list but you know this is a 
accumulated effort, and I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy where where it is right now because every game on this list. And is you know, very what? I hadn't I hadn't heard of this game um, before. I heard of the other games that this dev yeah. has made, um, but I hadn't heard of this one. This one actually came out. I was just looking it up. 2017. Yep. Uh, and the reason why I haven't heard of it is because it's on the PlayStation only. Um, I, and PC. Oh right, right. But the only console it's on is uh, PlayStation Four. And I, I played on PC. So had this game come to the Switch like it should. It should. Um, I would love for this game to be on Switch. Unless, like you had mentioned uh, at some point, there, unless there's some exclusivity uh, yeah. that, that we're just not aware of. But yeah, I would love for this to play this. It is a fantastic game. And if it didn't come out in 2017, it probably wouldn't have been so forgotten. Uh, I watched the Game Awards, and this only got this game only got nominated for I think like one category, and I felt like it got robbed because really? this was, I mean, it came out the same year as Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Two, right? Like <laughs> yeah. three major heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, I'm not surprised it got buried, but I'm, all, I'm I'm pretty disappointed that it came out that year. As but- it was. We got it. We got it out. We got it out. We got it out. <laughs> All right. Next on the list, a big game for both of us. Oh yeah. This is, uh, I think, the first game on our top twenty that we've both played. <laughs> right? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Path of Exile. Uh, I I always praise this game. I absolutely yeah. love this game. This is, it's a freaking free to play game. Yeah. And it does not feel like a free to play game. Uh, I have put a lot of time into this game. I, in fact. Uh, we discussed this behind the scenes here, how it is so much better than Diablo three without a doubt. Yeah. It is better. Uh, it does everything better. Uh, whether it's, it's, it's a better RPG, um, <laughs> whether it's it, the skill system. I, I, I adore the skill system. I adore the, uh, the, the, the grid of uh, death, the daunting grid, um the spheres there oh, uh, the, the passive skill the tree. passive skill tree yep i yep. absolutely love that i will and i and i and i i will get that framed and put it <laughs> on my wall it is a, a work of art and and the unique currency system that's in the game mm-hmm. uh it's i mean it, some things are in there for the sake of making it grindy but i mean when this if you ever wanted a good generally definitive sequel to Diablo 2, mm-hmm. uh, this is the game, Path of Exile. Not Diablo 3, Path of Exile by Landslide. I mean... Well, it essentially has some of the developers that worked on Diablo yep. 2, um, and they moved into uh, the free-to-play area uh, space. They did a phenomenal job. They didn't... Uh, <laughs> the, the artwork isn't great, but it's it matches the tone that you would want. Uh, it's uh, a darker tone. Mm-hmm. It does have some comedy elements, but you know, there's gore and there's like weird, dark, sadistic humor in yes. places, blood and gore galore, but not in a cartoonish way. It's it's a fantastic game. Character customization uh, to the nth degree. I don't think it gets any deeper than Path of Exile. Right. It's essentially the action RPG. Uh, the loot, the loot is is awesome. It's 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 what you want yep Yep. and bring it to the switch grinding gear games if if anyone knows them please tell them the switch needs the the path of exile 
I, I think they're aware. <laughs> I think pretty much every developer is aware that the Switch exists. Right. And, you know... When, it, when Witcher 3 is on the Switch, I think at that point, everyone, everyone knows. knows. Everyone's paying attention. Yeah, everyone's paying attention. Um, right. Next, we Another have, game we both played? Yeah. For, I think from here on out, well, maybe not. Almost. Uh, almost. almost. Um, number 14, Fallout New Vegas. Um, Fallout 3 didn't... Uh, didn't make the cut. I think that was a 09. Was that an 09 game? I don't know. Um, Fallout 4 is not even on our list. Uh, no. Um, mostly because it's not a great Fallout experience. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, the second Obsidian game on our list, is um, is is a fantastic first-person um, RPG. Uh, the environment... Is not as good as Fallout 3. I love the DC environment. I think we are in agreement with that. The DC environment is really, really cool. It's, 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 it's the theme of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I don't really care too much for like the Vegas, the Strip. Yeah, uh, that, uh, gambling and that and that stuff. Right. But the world itself mm-hmm. was way more interesting. It felt more with the factions. Yeah, with the faction, it felt more lived in. It felt like uh, these people have existed within here for a while and i am i am walking into their world instead of uh walking into a world that's made for me to Mm -hmm. play around in like fallout 3 right right um so yeah fallout new vegas number 14 uh i think it's definitely it's it's one of our recommendations uh to play not on the switch mass effect 2 Mass Effect 2. 13. Yep. Now, you said this was... Oh, well, you didn't say it wasn't an RPG. Yeah. You said of the Mass Effects, number 2, 3, and Andromeda were Uh, kind of the least... I never played Andromeda. Okay. And that one is just so terrible. Don't play Andromeda. Yeah, don't play Andromeda. (laughs) That that one's terrible. Uh, But 3 is also terrible. Uh, 1, no questions asked. Mass Effect 1 is an RPG Mm -hmm. through and through. 2... Uh, definitely switches to being way more action-focused. I still consider an RPG. It is most uh, definitely an RPG. But it is on the more action-y side of things. But when it comes to like dialogue, making choices, having some of those uh, choices that you made in the prior game sort of uh, take hold in the second game, very interesting stuff. Uh, I would say it's not as interesting of a, of a grand story as the first one. Uh, and two is more of a setup for what happens in Mass Effect three, but Mass Effect three kind of fails to sort of satisfy that conclusion. But they're phenomenal series all t- altogether, in, in right, its, right? In its entirety, just uh, just not Andromeda, not Andromeda, just one, two, and three, <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. And two is uh, because it felt better gameplay wise. Uh, because it was more actiony, it didn't feel as clunky as Mass Effect One. I do kind of like Two uh, better than One, except for the story. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the reason why I like Two better than One is because the they actually took um, space exploration, I guess, serious, where you actually visited the actual planets rather yeah. than on a rover, um, like the I Mako. Think- Oh, whatever that thing, whatever it was, that was uh, terrible. Uh, so basically, you were just mining <laughs> like uh, yeah. minerals or whatever on other planets, where instead of visiting them. Well, two didn't do it in that much of a interesting mechanic. I mean, you you probed the planets, and you yeah, 
you pointed over the planet mm-hmm. you moved you, i think you were like rotating Rotate it, it look for a certain you, spot where yeah, it you're was, scanning it right and then you suck out resources Ugh. i mean i mean what would be better actually not roving around the planet and looking for stuff don't do it just don't do it just okay. don't do it <laughs> well they got rid of that and i couldn't stand that in in mass effect one well they didn't replace it with anything better <laughs> just less bad and and why couldn't they have just done it where you actually go and visit the planet like in no man's sky you know, but with actual enemies, kind of just, you know, procedurally generate a planet. Yeah, sure. Just like that. Why couldn't have they? Yeah. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't they do that? Yeah. Just why do not? it. It's easy, right? <laughs> Look who it is. Look, you have, it's, it's Bioware. <laughs> they messed up Andromeda. Oh, man. I don't, well. Mass Effect has always been about a very scripted, very directed exp- RPG experience. Mm-hmm. Well, initially. Yes. Initially. So if they go anywhere near procedural, you can throw that out the window. Well, at least just the the actual exploration of moons or planets, just that aspect of it. Yeah. Then it becomes then they're then they spend all their time. And this effort is us making, making a game it. right now. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they do all that time and effort making coding it. coding for that. They realize they have play play testers play it. And realize that it's not as interesting, and eventually playtesters like, "I'm skip, the, I'm gonna skip this because it's unnecessary, and I don't, I don't think it's worth my time." So they skip it, and then the developers are like, "Oh, we're not gonna make you skip it because we're gonna make you want to go through these areas because we put all this time and effort into it. So we're gonna put incentives for you to go there." And now the player's like, "Oh, I have to do this thing because it gives me this." particular resource that helps me with these things so all right forget now it. i have forget to it. do this but now it becomes busy work mass effect 2 enhanced edition canceled <laughs> we canceled the game <laughs> um right. that was number 13 that was number 13 mass effect 2 enhanced edition it's officially canceled um uh, by the switch rpg podcast yeah. but mass effect 2 good game um Great num- game. number 12 yeah i'll let you uh Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3. We both played this. We mm-hmm. both absolutely love this game. Yes. Uh, at this, I think at this point forward, like Mass Effect 2, I, I could argue as being perhaps a little uh, bits lower. Even New Vegas, I would put lower in certain things. But like Dark Souls 3, everything from this point up is so hard to sort of organize. I agree. Yeah, this is a very difficult thing. And it's Dark dense. Souls 3 is phenomenal. The best combat has ever been in a Dark Souls franchise. Of, the, of the three Dark Souls. And, um, and Demon Souls. This is like, yep. uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to Sekiro or Bloodborne because those are very different combat systems. But when it comes to the Souls in the Souls uh, genre uh, or Souls games, Souls yeah, games yeah. uh, Dark Souls 3, definitely the best iteration of it. It gives you the most uh, character customization, flexibility mm-hmm. options. And uh, the level design isn't, it's like a nice happy in between of being uh, somewhat linear uh, levels that Dark Souls 2 had to being fully uh, sort of uh, big, elaborate, winding into itself levels uh, uh, from a bigger, grandiose world that Dark Souls 1 was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of like this hybrid of in between of the two and it's fantastic and some of the levels are beautiful that that's what i really like about this game i love the character um the characters in the game uh the enemy um the enemies the bosses yeah. are are awesome uh wh- which one is um the, is it the dancer 
Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. The one, it had like the the see through. Yeah, the wispy. Uh, yeah, oh man! Gets around and then all of a sudden, like the entire room catches on fire mm-hmm. and it starts dancing, and it catches on fire. I actually I was... actually got into that combat too early. Yeah, and yep. because that's the way Dark Souls works, right? <laughs> I got in there way too early and got annihilated, but I was just in awe. I'm like, holy cow, she is like freaking cool yeah and then you had the the twins uh the twins were awesome um the twins yeah the the oh yeah you're going way to the deep end <laughs> what? forgot about that yeah i just uh, said twins and yeah it's, it's, are they twins i thought they were just brothers i think they're uh boy and girl twins no i might be wrong i guess i don't know i thought they the were boy one and... that's riding on the other one yeah yeah, that's that, those are brothers. Are they brothers? One's one's maybe I'm brother misremembering brother. that. I think the big brother is the one that's like frail and yep. and clinging on to on the back. Uh, on the back. Yeah, I I I think the like that I said, was such a beautiful fight too. I know that's what just, I mean. You're just fighting the bigger, the physically bigger brother. You take that one down. The brother that's the prince or the king or whatever. Mm. Sorry for spoilers, <laughs> but the game's been out for quite a while. But that's why I just said twins. Oh man, they, uh, I I love the 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 enemy arts art styles. Like yes. they're just the the characters are all unique. The bosses are awesome, um, and that's why me personally, Dark Souls Three is my favorite of them all. Uh, but and and it was actually the first one I played. I played them in reverse order. I went from three to then to one. Yeah. Um, and I think in doing that, almost ruined my experience because I didn't get to see that progression. Yeah. Uh, as time went on. Um, and I appreciated what Dark Souls 3 did in terms of refining combat, refining everything. They, they refined a lot of things, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I played them uh, one, two, I think. Demon Souls. Demon Souls, yeah. Bloodborne, then three. Okay. Yeah, I just went from three, two, and then one. I never got to play Demon Souls or Bloodborne. Um, but Dark Souls 3 is was probably... Yeah. my favorite and uh, like the souls games are so good that i played and beat all the dlc except for two uh dark souls 2 um which i do want to get around to but like even the dlc is fantastic especially dark souls 3 that dlc it's not the best of them i think the bloodborne dlc is by far and away the best dlc i've ever played uh but yeah yeah phenomenal and you're right they're the twin princes they're two two uh, two guys. I thought it was a male and female. Two right, males. You're right that they are twins. They are twins. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think they were, they were twins because they're physically very different. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they they are different. Um, but man, that was such a memorable battle, along with the dancer. Yeah, uh, was was another memorable battle. Uh, I right. I still recommend Dark Souls okay. Three. So what could top Dark Souls Three? Um, what would be number eleven? What could top something that good? Probably a game I haven't played. Yeah, probably game <laughs> Monster Hunter World. Uh, this is on. If it wasn't for the multiplayer, fantastic. Now, first off, the Monster Hunter combat system. It's very weighty, like Dark Souls. It's very nuanced. You have to let the animations play out. It's very animation. You learn. Specific. You learn their skill set and yep. their move animations. Yep. Right. So it's all about learning these things and not being a complete hack and slash uh, that you know most other action action oriented RPG games have. Uh, so it is uh, it's got sort of a similar feel to what the Dark Souls combat system has, except 
every single fight you're doing is a boss battle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boss rush game. Against one big giant creature and sometimes uh, some other big giant boss will join in on the fight and now you have to fight two bosses at so the it's same like, time. It's got Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in it a little bit. So you're fighting this like this small yeah, monster yeah. and all of a sudden this level 80 guy comes in. But you you are prepared <laughs> as a proper hunter. You will have the correct items. You'll have the, uh, the poo bombs that you can throw, uh-huh. the stink bombs that you can throw onto the, the newcomer the one that you're not supposed to be hunting quite yet you you throw some poo on their nose and, and they'll like, smell and you're like get ah, away. it smells terrible over here and it just runs away <laughs> and then you can continue your fight with the one if you're still alive uh, the remaining <laughs> one it's fantastic it's rated so high because when you're playing that game multiplayer whether it be two two or more players there is no other multiplayer experience uh you know co-op rpg experience that's better than monster hunter world Mm-hmm. absolutely nothing i don't think there's any other there is one other one but it's a turn-based combat system that is multiplayer uh that is a little bit higher up on this list than monster Hunter world but for when it comes to action oriented co- co-op rpg like you can't beat monster hunter world the best and the loot grind system and everything the the gameplay loop around it absolutely fantastic customize your character get the cool gear look like you're wearing lizard skin all over the place or whatever whatever creature you just hunted my character Fantastic. would be so mismatched it would be it would be disgusting well that's what happens when you want to min max all right <laughs> you'll you'll figure out like oh i need a three socket gem piece of uh, headgear for over here i need to get these skills that are on those pants over there it doesn't look good oh, but whatever problems. i'm the best you're the best because <laughs> i have a big giant uh cannon lance that's awesome <laughs> that's i again i haven't play that game and i would absolutely love to play that game it sounds like something yeah. i would really really like it's just it's not on oh well, it's on the three uh, xbox so it's i guess I, I guess i could get it there um yeah so i don't know we'll see maybe i will get that all right so now we have busted through top 10 the top 10 we're going to the top 10 a game we've never talked about ever um in fact i think it's been about an hour since we talked about it yeah uh fire emblem three houses what a world we live in where a Fire Emblem game has finally made it onto the top 10 of anything. Top 10 of the decade. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we did mention Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, Honorable mention. Yep. But Fire Emblem Three Houses takes it to a totally different level where it almost feels like a different game. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah, and, it, it is. I mean, it still has totally that tactical feel, but the story it just takes it to another place. It there they elaborate so deeply onto the story. I mean, we've talked about the story a bit, but like the party members, the the people that make up your group, your your the army, the students that you recruit, uh, each of them have a very long, very deep story, and it depends. It will, you will learn more about them depending on the relationships that they develop with other characters mm-hmm. and sometimes you won't even know if you're going to find out something new there there will be characters that you think that you peg as being one-dimensional or barely two-dimensional very boring characters or very uninteresting or sometimes offensive like Lawrence. Like a <laughs> yeah. lot of people do not like Lawrence, <laughs> but if you stick with them and you he has a very awesome arc uh, a character development arc that happens as he interacts with all these other party members and it's not so much as uh as uh people are pointing out his 
his issues, um, which they they do, and he <laughs> he's he just wants to better himself, and he's starting to realize that there's more nuance to things, and and his fantasy is what uh, the veal sword gets pulled away from his fantasy of being uh, a uh, being of noble birth, and he sort of realizes the real the realistic nature of things and and why it's not that particular facade is not worth uh sort of holding up uh, he becomes a very interesting character that you can actually relate to even though he's like so pompous I'd, I'd have to go back on my playthrough and see but i think in my playthrough he died and i let him die <laughs> he's gone cool let's move on every single character is worth saving sticking through and having them develop the relationship mm -hmm. with other characters i i think almost all the characters that i got and i got almost all of them except for like three or four uh throughout the all three houses <laughs> you're terrible uh, that's why yeah uh <laughs> and i think i got uh a or a plus relationship with all of with them everyone. with each other uh, so I got to see a lot of the interactions that happen. You actually find out things from like, uh, Sedith and Flane that are actually pretty critically important to the storyline, but you need to like develop the relationship right. with them to actually learn that. So you'll actually, there's like key elements of the storyline, like backstory stuff that's actually super important to the grand scheme of the story overall that's tied into these characters so you like you really want to care for each of these characters phenomenal game mm -hmm. yeah yeah can't can't disagree with any of these up here now yeah. um next on the list um i feel like i had to fight with you on this one a little bit i don't know why well this list i mean do you do you see the list well you wanted you wanted to put it lower uh, I'm actually happy where it is. Okay. Uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Yeah. Um, legendary. I, legendary. I legendary. think this is, a, this is, all. most of these are, well, actually all of them are must plays. This is definitely one. It's on yeah. everything. You can play it on everything. Uh, <laughs> and, um, I, this is definitely what I want to say put Bethesda on the map, but that was really Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Um, yeah. But I think this took them to another level where now... This put them on the mainstream. Yeah. And, even, and that's to a detriment, though. Yeah, I even think. Oblivion couldn't do it. Right. And I think that was to its detriment, though, with Skyrim. Uh, yeah. It brought them to a different level where they thought they could just really put anything out and it would be fine. And it's it doesn't work that way. Um, but... I love the the I love the story in this game. You I did you have an issue with it being dragonborn and kind of finding that no, out? No, and... no, the story uh if it's not my shtick, mm -hmm. but I I definitely got into it. I got in, I got heavy into the world. I went uh I did, I went full uh very deep into the the mage college. Yeah, and and that's the love thing with that. this. There are so many there are different classes. You can go thieves guild, you can go mage, you can go you can um there was uh there was another one just the uh jeez, I can't remember. Uh Could you go werewolf? You could. You can go yeah. lycanthropy. Um yeah, yeah there's th this is a really open world open anything game yes there are you know uh kind of plot points you need to yep. hit uh but still you can go any way with this yeah, game and, and the main story is actually uh fairly short and the fact that this is the thing with these style of bethesda games is that uh the enemies scale with your level mm -hmm. so you could beat this game in the first like five hours like pretty easily if you just beeline through the main story path you can actually beat this game without much of a without much of an issue fairly quickly but being that this is a 
Sky, uh, you know, Elder you're, Scrolls game. You're missing game. out on yeah. like everything. It never happens because you just point in a direction, and you start walking, and all of a sudden, like you stumble. You're always stumbling onto something <laughs> interesting, and whether it be like a tomb right. or a dragon that will come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> or like big giant trolls, yeah, um, giant. You know, they're giants. Yeah, the yeah. mammoths that along with them in their encampments. There's always there's always something. Um, absolutely uh, i love 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 this game yeah um it's a fa- fantastic experience and it's playable on everything yeah and and what was it like toasters switch launch was <laughs> yeah. it launch uh, i don't know if it was launched on the switch um but it's on the switch no it wasn't it was it was that year though mm. that same year that mm-hmm. 2017 year that fantastic year yeah it was incredible game mm-hmm. number nine so moving on number, to number eight, eight. I'm going to back away from the mic here. All right. I might need to do a little convincing here. <laughs> right. uh, there's no question on the quality of this no, game. No, absolutely zero doubt on the quality yeah. of this game. This is a phenomenal game. I don't doubt that at all. Um, and it's not the typical argument um, for a different title. This is a brand new title we've never talked about on the podcast. Ever. Ever. <laughs> this is As you were. <laughs> God of War, uh, the PlayStation 4 game, the complete reimagining of the franchise. This plays nothing like the previous God of War games, which I would not call an RPG mm-hmm, whatsoever. Mm-hmm, However, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, one this one is very much an RPG. Okay. This is an adventure you are going on. You are interacting with uh, various NPCs, taking on quests. You are crafting. You are leveling up. You are getting new gear. Enemies drop loot. They drop crafting materials. They drop recipes. You are exploring different parts of the world. There are optional places that you can go and explore. There are puzzles, combat galore, uh, fantastic, immersive, story told world. Uh, I mean, just this. I can't stress how amazing the world <laughs> of this game is. Uh, this is probably my one of my favorite game worlds ever it is absolutely ridiculous some of the stuff that they pulled off in this game and then just also like how they directed the game that sort of behind the shoulder uh single 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 shot shot, uh type of mechanic that they did absolutely phenomenal the game plays super well it's not the best combat playing god of war game the combat uh as as you get used to it it does play really really well it controls like Resident Evil Four, which is weird. Uh, but when you start, especially for it, a modern, for a modern yeah, action, modern what is an action game? This is like the slowest God of War game that you've ever played, action-wise. You're actually, it's very weighty. You are taking your time instead of having uh, the big spinny fire chain, uh, chains of Olympus. Where, is that what they're which called? is awesome? Yeah, instead of having that. You have the Leviathan's axe, which is like this big giant axe. It's much slower to swing, but you can throw it like a boomerang and it comes back at you and you can like chop off enemies' heads and stuff like that. And, and, you know, you can heal yourself and you got, you got like little mini spells. Uh, You're using like rune powers and stuff like that. So this is the discussion we had. You can summon uh, little animals to help you spare It was a little bit of this. Um, It was about a half hour uh, longer. Uh, before the recording of this and um there were tears i did wipe away some tears yeah. uh, but ultimately he convinced me 
It is on our list, and there's no doubt, like you had said, yeah. it is a beautiful game. Um, I you would you, I, you skipped over it when you were convincing me, and I don't think you mentioned it just now, but the narrative on this, yeah, um, you said it was simple. Um, I, I, oh, the, the, I'm going to disagree and say, yeah, the plot is is simple. Yeah. Um, but I think the 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 story to get there is actually really, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's dr- dramatic. Yeah. It, it, what I want to say is the premise. The premise is okay. Yes, yes, yes. The premise is very simple. Like it's just you, uh, you Kratos and, and your son, your boy, your boy, boy, <laughs> boy. Uh, you know, uh, your uh, your wife and the boy's mother died, and you burned her, and you're taking her ashes, and you're gonna sprinkle it uh, on the top of a very specific mountain uh, that your wife requested, I guess, on her deathbed or whatever, and that's it. You go on this journey to do this and that's it that's mm. the whole point of the entire game but stuff happens and, right. and you learn about the world and everything and like kratos he's a fish out of water he's from sparta uh-huh. <laughs> so so they do tie in some elements from from the previous god organs you do not need to play them whatsoever okay all you need to know is that kratos used to be a god from some other foreign land he needs in norse land now and you know he has to deal with odin and zeus and all these other mythical things uh which it's not about that it's right. about you and your son yeah and there's other stuff but it's mostly about that and learning about this brand new world it is beautiful i can't praise this game enough it is not my shtick it's not even in my top games uh top five games of all time but I recognize this as being one of the best games of all time because it is that good. Mm-hmm. And it's not a knock on the game, but the game is extremely affordable right now. I think it's like under $20. It might yep. even be 15 bucks. Yep. Um, if and when I get a PS4, this will be a game I get because I know I will like it. And it is a juggernaut of a game. The main the main experience is huge. Uh, you can I think it takes about 50, uh, 50 hours right around that in order to beat just the main game and probably another like 20 plus hours to do all the side quests and optional stuff maybe even longer than that mm. yeah excellent game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. number seven number seven um, we talked about launch titles uh this is uh, a switch well launch year launch year um yeah launch year um xenoblade chronicles 2 yeah xenoblade chronicles 2 is if now, oh, this is a, definitely a must-play, but I do feel it's almost niche a little bit. Where um, if you aren't into anime-inspired RPGs, uh, that sort of tropier type of stuff, you it may might be a little bit of a pill to swallow. Yeah, you might not get into it, but you're really doing yourself a disservice because uh, yeah. the story is freaking good. Uh, the story is good. The combat feels you. You and I mentioned this before. Is like if, once you get that combat down, it feels like you're playing a rhythm game, um, and it really does. When you have those elemental bursts that you can do, and you're launching and you're toppling, um, and or smashing and toppling, whatever order it is, it's been a, a little bit topple then smash. Whatever he just said. Um, once oh, you wait, topple then launch then smash. Topple launch smash when oh, you break. Topple, launch, smash. When you break, topple, launch, smash, smash. Yeah. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, when you get all that down, it feels like a rhythm game. The and, driver combos. Uh, and 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 it's it just flows like yeah. out of your my fingers. Like I didn't even. I'm, I'm just doing it. Yep. And it was it was so cool, so cool. Um, the different worlds are all unique, and they're all 
Um, they all have their own unique music to them, and and the music in it is is wonderful. It's so well done. Uh, I will say there are maybe a character um, or two that uh, that are extremely obnoxious. Yep. Um, <clears throat> one of which being Poppy. I can't. I, I just that's just a me thing. Oh, how dare you, Poppy? And and Poppy is uh, fantastic. And who is the 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 nut looking guy? Uh, uh, Zeke? Not Zeke. No, Zeke's cool, man. The Zeke nut looking. Is, guy. No, it's the uh, the round dude there. Oh, um, because of the T, I think. Yeah. Wow, oh, shoot! Uh, I can't believe I can't remember it. But him. Yes. Who made Poppy? Who made? He's fine too. <laughs> I like him too. All right, so. Um, that was my biggest hurdle. Uh, were, were them two. Uh, not so much Poppy, but more him. I'd say the remember. one I have the biggest issue with, uh, voice acting-wise, is Pyra. Well, Pyra um, was two different. It was Mithra and Pyra, the same voice actress who did them. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, um, I didn't mind Pyra um, at all. I, I, I thought the just it was very unemotional, the, the voice acting for Pyra. Just I almost didn't... felt like that was done on purpose. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, like something was intentionally missing, mm -hmm. but uh, that would be fine if there was a payoff for it. Uh, especially if you understand the story. If that, if there were to, if you were to see like the character gain more emotion in their voice at certain key elements right. of the story, but that didn't happen. Uh, but. Pyra as a character is great. It's just the voice acting could have been a little bit better for that. But there was also other voice acting in other places that were like meh, a lot of mess, meh. And there was also meh. uh, the meh. <laughs> meh, 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 meh. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That was so annoying. Some of, I was just about to say that some of the battle cries, um, and uh, wow, what was that? You think you could take me? Yeah, that that and they actually had to fix that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. I've never had to, I've never seen that before where they had to put in a patch to remove some of the obnoxious battle cries. And that was yeah. one of them. Uh, but I mean, we're nitpicking really. This, yeah. this game is, an, uh, it's, it's a masterpiece, uh, it, without a doubt. Yeah. It's imaginative. And as you said, the music top notch, the graphics top notch, the world's top notch, the story top notch, uh, the characters and how they develop a relationship with one another, mainly with the main characters of Rex and Pyra, uh, like top notch stuff is right. just phenomenal. And the character I was thinking of is Tora. And th uh, this is one of the few, I just want to, Quickly mentioned, this is one of the few games I cried to twice. Yeah. Like, at two moments, fairly close to one another, in this game, I cried. Like, that doesn't happen. It's, I do not it, cry to games. It, it's an emotional game. And uh, one thing we also didn't mention, it's got a DLC, which is essentially a game on its own. Yep. Um, not as good. Not as good, not but, as good. I mean, it's... Torn of the Golden Country. It's still in the same same realm. Yeah. The combat system is definitely better in Torn of the Golden Country. <coughs> the game runs and looks better. They they enhance the engine. It actually physically looks better and, and runs smoother and all that. But just, you know, the story isn't as big, immersive. The world, uh, you're only getting one new world and a variation of another world on the DLC. So don't expect as much of a fantastic streamlined experience. Also the pacing on Xenoblade 2 is it's, phenomenal. It's done well. It's 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 smooth. Yeah. Mo mostly like RPGs. Like this is an issue with Dragon Quest 11 which we 
had an honorable mention to, the pacing is just bad in that game. It's just too slow. Whereas yeah. Xenoblade 2, you the first hour, you're having a good time. You're having a really good time. And you're con- and they bring in so many different mechanics uh, into that game, and and you just you just they sprinkle it in. They you just continuing very nicely paced. Yeah, you're just continuing to learn. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's a very well done game. Yeah. Absolutely adore that game. All right, number six. Number six. Number six. And I had to fight a little bit to get this one up this high. You did. Uh, this is Dark Souls One, and I would you say Dark Souls One remastered? Is that kind of what we're talking about here? Well, even the first one came out okay. this decade. No, I know, but I mean the remastered. They they did do. Um, they did have some improvements on the game, other than just remastering, right? Yeah, I, I, but I think. No, nothing significant enough okay. um, to to make that changes up the core gameplay of Dark Souls 1. Uh, The game is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. This is the game that started it all. Yeah, you know, Demon's Souls came out first, but you know what? This game did the better level design, this one big world that you can fully explore. You just have to make sure you have the right keys. You're gated, whether it be, you know, level checks, you know, level checks, more like a skill check, right? Uh, or having certain keys that you can actually skip through. You can sequence break the hell out of this game. I actually did that. My my first time playing through this game, I accidentally sequence broke the whole thing, <laughs> and I went to areas I was not supposed to go to. <laughs> and then you were stuck there and had to restart. I bet, right? No, no, I just I just truck along and kept at it, and oh, right. it was phenomenal. The game beat the beat me all you know i i just and i and i love that about souls yeah. games i love the fact that they're they are difficult yeah they're difficult yeah. um but once you once you get that get past that key enemy or that enemy that's always there's a sense of accomplishment there that you you don't get anywhere else yeah um, and, it, and it's just like this one little enemy rather than like a whole level in another game it's just this one small enemy you you beat them you figure it out and you're like that was freaking awesome. And you're on to the next one and you get that sense of accomplishment again. It yeah. just I just love that feeling about Souls games. It it's uh and all of the difficulty that comes with the Dark Souls games and this one in particular, it's fair, right? Mm-hmm. It's not unfair difficulty. It's not like, oh, yes, there are traps, but it's not like uh <laughs> traps. it's not like oops, you're uh you you the random the random generation of yeah. some trap or of some like particular shot or whatever that's that's what's causing you to die now it's because you messed up you didn't block when you should have blocked you rolled or you try to wind up a new attack when you really should have just held up your shield something like that yeah i would say there's uh with this one there's 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 no randomness here there's they they have their hitboxes almost down to a science yeah in this whether you're you're dodging with those iframes those invincibility frames or you're parrying um there's they have their dark souls is so combat focused it's it's unbelievable out of all the games here maybe with exception with the next game here the combat is 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 it's with the souls games they have it down to a science yep um speaking of which the next game i really want to play this (laughs) bloodborne uh bloodborne it's another playstation exclusive 
the and, slightest edge, just the slightest little edge over Dark Souls. And and the reason is that is why. I mean, you're the one because yeah. you're the one who, who essentially swap those. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I. Uh, it's hard. It's always hard for me to figure out which one I like more. But I think it comes down to just the world, mm-hmm. uh, and the combat of Bloodborne and how much more aggressive both the world is and but Bloodborne is by far the hardest of all the Souls games. The all of it it's the hardest one especially if you incorporate the dlc it's phenomenally hard uh bloodborne is it has the world to go along with it which is this lovecraftian gothic gothic mm-hmm. like it is lovecraft everything that you love about lovecraft whether it be the lycanthropy or the great ones like all of that is in bloodborne it is the best interpretation of Lovecraft you will ever play in any video game ever. It's absolutely phenomenal. The combat system being so aggressive, that rally system that they have in there. So kind of like in fighting games where you can take a hit, but you'll have like a red bar right. where and you that... can slowly regain the health. Mm-hmm. Well, that is in this game. So as long as you don't take another hit, uh, you can attack the enemy back to regain the health that you that you lost from the prior attack. But the moment you take another hit, or if you wait too long, the health that you uh, we're gonna lose that we're gonna lose is actually lost. So it promotes this very aggressive behavior. Not only that, but they sped up the combat of Dark Souls dramatically. There is no block. Technically, you can block with a couple of different items that do trivial <laughs> blocking <laughs> you dodge in this game this game is all about dodging and just the rolling and around. well there, it's there's no rolling it's just dodging oh just you're, like you're, a swift dodge it's a very swift dodge it's it's one of the best feeling combat dodges you can do in okay. any game uh and the dodges become you you have to master the dodging because where you dodge becomes so critically important into succeeding in this game. So every single dodge you're doing, you're thinking about ahead of time. Where, What direction are you going to dodge into based on the attack that the enemy is about to do or that you see the animation for and you notice that, oh, this attack is coming in from the top right, slashing diagonally, so I want to dodge into and underneath <laughs> that particular attack so I can get into a position where I can start attacking the so enemy. So placement with, is without, very important. Yeah, dodge pl- where you place yourself afterwards, the spacing of that very fast uh, combat is just phenomenal. And then Mm. they brought back the interconnected world, that Metroid-like open world uh, that existed in the original Dark Souls and went away in Dark Souls 2 and a little bit there in Dark Souls 3. They brought it back in its entirety for Bloodborne. It is one big, giant, interconnected world. There are some weird little teleported, you know, offshoot worlds, but there's one bigger connected world that you can open up shortcuts to and loop back within itself and sort of go in from one area to one zone and you know like oh if i want to get to this other place i can just go through that shortcut there down this hole over there and up those stairs there and boom you're there so bloodborne sounds like it's everything i love about dark souls yep the environment i love that lovecraftian gothic feel absolutely love that I got to get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got to get this. It's it's a little bit simpler on some of the uh, character building RP, uh, RPG-like mechanics of like tuning your stats. You only have four stats to play around with instead of like uh, the eight or yeah. nine that are in uh, the Dark Souls franchise. But you have ways of customizing character differently. You get these runes that you can socket yourself with. Uh, your weapons, you're not getting as huge of a repertoire of weapons like you do in the Dark Souls games. So you're plus oneing weapons or how, how? You're sticking with one weapon and you are enhancing it, but then sockets open up on that weapon. And okay. then you can socket your weapon with different uh, blood gems. Uh, and those blood gems can add different effects to that uh but the weapons you get the trick weapons in particular they are they are more interesting they have a bigger move set because uh some of them most of them can transform and you want to use their transform versions in certain combat scenarios and not use their transform versions in other uh, scenarios. There's also a parry system that's very important in the game uh, where you're using your gun. You have a gun. There's a, <laughs> there's like a whole family of firearm weapons that you can get. That's it awesome. Is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And then also there's this hidden uh, gameplay stat, uh, which is basically they kind of borrowed from Eternal Darkness, which is also another Lovecraftian right, right. Uh, game. So there is like a insanity system in right. this game. It the game's amazing. Right. It's the Castlevania RPG we'll never get to play. Or we will play if it's... It's, already, it's, it's Bloodborne. It's Bloodborne. Bloodborne, yeah. yeah. There is actually a particular world uh, within that's kind of a little separate uh, that is within Bloodborne. And when you get to the end, you're pretty much fighting a vampire. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I will play this game. No yeah. doubt about it. It's just when... Um, very cool. So, yeah. We're into the top five. Uh, that, that was number was, five. That was number five. Yeah. Uh, four. All I, right. I have. This would be my number two. Just. Just say you're just putting that. Just out. You're, putting you're out putting there. that. You're putting me on the spot here. No, no, no look, <laughs> I had to, I had to move this one down. Uh-huh. Uh Because Geo hasn't played yeah, this. You're right. No, I haven't played this, and what little I've played of it because I do have the 3ds version. Yep. It's been on a 3ds, so yep. it really. Um, I don't know if that's the ultimate experience. Um, I have not played this on the Wii or the Wii U, so um, I will be playing this when it's out. Uh, when it's out and re—is it remastered or whatever it's doing? A remakey. Whatever it is, yeah. uh, when it's out on the Switch. Not, not a full remake, but definitely an HD remaster. Yeah, so. I will. I without a doubt be playing this. Yeah. So yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles, the original, the OG. Yeah. Um, and you think this is a better than the second one? Yeah. Yeah, it's got the... All right, so take the things you don't like about the second one. Okay, yeah. The voice acting. The voice acting. Right, mainly, and, and some of the other stuff. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> the voice, this is one of the best voice acted games I've ever played. It's right. just phenomenal. The voice acting is great. I love the crazy British accents that everyone has. And, yeah, yeah. And all the UK little sub-variants of accents. Uh, the Cockney accent and Ryan <laughs> and just... That, uh, the characters, the the sort of uh, relationship system, the heart-to-heart stuff that they have in this game, how interconnected all the different gameplay mechanics are and how they synergize with one another uh, and how, you, how these relationships, how you develop bonds with one another, not just with your own party members, but you're developing bonds with the people of various 
settlements, various mm-hmm. cities, and you're you're developing their bond even further. It is an incredible, incredible game. The story is absolutely amazing, just as good as two. Uh, uh, in some cases, a little bit better. Uh, in some cases, probably not as good, but still phenomenal. It's just the music is also incredible. I would say on par with Xenoblade 2, maybe a little bit worse for some areas, a little bit better in some other areas. Like it it goes punch for punch against right. Xenoblade 2 in so many ways, but it gets the leg up because it did it first. It did the big giant world uh, first. The combat system obviously it did first. It's very different. Uh, some of the things I didn't like about Xenoblade 2, like some of the weird quirky character designs especially the blades in xenoblade 2 uh the overly anime anime ness of xenoblade 2 like some of these things that you like that hard pill to swallow that we talked about xenoblade 2 that's not an issue on xenoblade chronicles absolutely incredible it takes itself seriously from start to finish but still has the light-hearted moments it's a little bit more grounded uh in in a in a very realistic world it is dire from the very start. You understand the consequences of things and it just pushes through and it's a massive open world to explore and it keeps pushing you forward because you want to keep going forward. Incredible game. Yeah. And I'm so glad that this is coming out so I can actually um, play it because if you if you didn't own it 10 years ago because this came out in 2010, yep. um, it's it's kind of expensive to try and get now. Yeah. Um, so, and you need to own a Wii or a Wii U to, to even be able to play it. So, um, we'll be getting our hands on it really, it, really soon. It'll be worth the wait. Yeah. It'll be worth wait. Now, I, how it stands up against Xenoblade 2 being this one being the older game, that depends on how well they remaster it. Right. Or if there's any other changes that they, they make. They don't need to make any. Okay. <laughs> they don't need to. So there's no so quality good. of life, anything in there. That ah, needs to be done. It, it's, it's got just, fast it's, travel. It's, it's the perfect game. It, it, this game was one of the ones where you just get quests. You just grab them and then you complete them as you're doing other stuff. So as you're exploring, you're sure. just completing the quest. So it becomes like so like easy to like just continue doing stuff and you're always getting rewarded here right. and there yeah. by discovering new landmarks and, and fighting new creatures, getting drops. It's Can't wait to play this. So amazing. Can't wait to play this. Number three. Number oh, that was three. number four. We got number three. This is actually, I think this was number, uh, is this number one on my list? Number one in your this list. This was number one on my list. Yeah. It's The Witcher 3. And it's not so high on your list. I, I was really kind of confused about yeah. this. And I understand your reasonings for it not being number one. Um, but I could kind of look past that. Like the combat's not the greatest in the in this game. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of floaty and it doesn't there's no doesn't feel like there's any impact. Uh, but I love the story behind this. Um, I'm gonna be the book snob. The books um um are 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 awesome. And then The Witcher is is uh it takes right from that. And um, it's it's just I love the the voice acting in that game. You you had mentioned there's not much variety in in The Witcher in terms of environment, um, but I I didn't mind that at all. I love the environments in this game. I love the interactions with a lot of the NPCs in this game. Um, I like a lot of the side quests. The side quests in this in The Witcher Three feel uh, like they have impact on the story. Uh, not only that, but they're they're also very interesting. To me, I agree with that entirely. Uh, um, I, some, some of the best side quests in, in games. In games, um, I, I, it's just uh, 
it actually it's um it's a game that really is in tune with the way I like to play. Um, the way I generally play RPGs, if there's always a character that I always gravitate to, is the battle mage. And Geralt is the the prototypical battle mage. Uh, he's the sword, uh, and he's also he's got the magic behind it. And um, and I think that's why I really really gravitate towards yeah. uh, this character. Um, and I love a lot of the a lot of the um, not the, a lot of the NPCs like uh, Yennefer and Siri and all, all those other like they have a lot of cool a lot of interesting uh, stories behind them, and um, it, it's just <laughs> the story is where this is this is at for me, <laughs> and it's done so much better than in The Witcher Two. If anyone's familiar with that, I think this is miles 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 better. And in the, the immersion of the witcher 3 if you want to get into that much darker more realistic side of medieval fantasy the witcher 3 is pretty much the best of the best mm-hmm. you can't get any better than this but if you want something a little bit grandier uh, a little bit more fantasy sprinkled into your uh medieval donut uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh then then that's where kind of the witcher uh that's not what the witcher is about right, right. uh yes you're gonna fight you know uh, I think the opening fight is with a griffin, right? Or, it's it's something or a manticore or something like um, that. I think it's more in tune with. with I think it's uh, a griffin or something like that. It might be a yeah. manticore actually, uh, but th- that's what I mean. There's so many different varieties of yeah. monsters you're fighting. Yeah. Uh, what whether it's a sylvan, which is known as a devil, uh, like these farmers, they have no idea what what it is they're talking about, and like, all right, they're they're, they're ruining my crops. It's it's got horns. Go get it here's some money like yeah. i love yeah. i love it i love it um i was just gonna look up what he fought but it, it doesn't even matter that's like one of the first battles you get in as soon as yeah. you get into the game you're fighting this this winged creature and oh right. and, and a loop is pretty satisfying because you're you you go to town you go to like a town and you go up to the i think it's like a bulletin board of sorts and yep. you're picking up like the little quests they have there at that particular town and some of them will be like hunt down this crazy thing that right. we don't really know what it is yeah they have no idea what yeah. it is uh, but it, it is a and it, cre- it is a creature of some sort and sometimes those creatures have reasons for what they're they're doing um and it's like that in the books mm. um so they the way they play off their source material is perfect All absolutely right. perfect so i think this is number two on your list this was number two on my list so this actually was brought up higher and this is pretty high up on my list too that's probably why it was higher you know we kind of we we inflated this one, and uh, I think you this is this is a no brainer for you. I think it is a no brainer for yeah. me. Um, and this one I think deserves its proper spot at number two. Um, I mean, I would have put Xenoblade Chronicles uh, at number two, but I'm happy with this <laughs> one. You know, the collaboration effort here. This definitely, I'm happy with this. Yeah, and it's a game we we rarely talk about. Uh, Divinity Original Sin Two. Yeah. Um, this game, um, The Witcher for me is is higher uh, because I enjoy the story um, in that one a little bit better. But Divinity Original Sin Two has so much freedom in in that game. Yeah. Um, where it, I mean, yes, it is a turn based tactical uh, strategy RPG. Um, but it doesn't really feel like that to me because there is that much freedom. Um, the environmental changes, the elevations in which you can fight, um, the, the customization is, is ridiculous in that game. The combat system is just more interesting. There's more strategic 
options available to you and more things that you have to consider versus The Witcher where you're really just managing a couple of uh, consumables and figuring out what spell you want to spam uh, to disorient. <laughs> There's one particular spell, I think it's the, the Gust one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Witcher, it's kind of overpowered. You, you, you force the enemy to be stumbled and then Stagger you, get, them. Yeah, right. you get in the swing. So you're just constantly staggering them. Whereas in uh, Divinity, like... What That's hard happens, to do if you happens, try to do yeah, something like that. What happens in every single combat scenario, like things change, like the actual landscape, you have to pay attention to like what pool, elemental pools are being laid down. Is it raining? Do you want to make it rain? Is it if, raining blood? <laughs> is it raining blood? Uh, if, if it's raining, then do you want to use that lightning spell? Is your own ally standing in a pool of water? Like, is there uh, uh, um the oil right. somewhere is it going to create a dark cloud that you can't shoot through is there a barrel of oil that you didn't notice and you hit it with a fire arrow and now everything's on fire <laughs> and things explode like surprises happen on the battlefield mm -hmm. and you have to adapt to it and also use it to the best of your advantage like maybe you want those flaming barrels to explode because that's where the enemies are clustered by right and if you know that that there sometimes you can actually move the barrels kind of ahead of time yeah. and and just kind of place the battlefield before you know it's going to happen or, or, or whatever you can actually if you have a high enough strength strength you can actually hold those barrels in your inventory and place them and throw them wherever you want to um and and one thing i noticed um because i'm playing through it and and there are times where i'm playing through it and i get uh, annihilated right so i'm like okay i got annihilated i i either have to get better gear or whatever replay it again um but while, while i'm thinking of that is all right, all right i need to get better gear i need to level up so i'm going to find a place where i can do that and i can't because there are no places where you can grind because every single enemy patch or it has meaning to it has a side quest associated yeah. to it there's so much uh meaningful enemies in this game where it's hard to find a spot to just level up you can't you actually have to do quests or you they turn into quests so there's so much like if you want to kill an enemy that enemy may have impact on the story and you have no idea uh so there's just there's just so much in this and this is um this is a kickstarted game yeah essentially i mean larian studios have turned to a kickstarter yeah well i mean this was also kickstarted yep. as well uh, and it's just turned into larian studios this has just turned them into like Triple A, they're essentially triple A yeah, at this now, point. Now they're working on Baldur's Gate three Baldur's because Gate 3. of the success of this particular game and how well they executed. And and if it's done in this engine or this kind not engine, but this style, yeah. Count me in. And to top to put the cherry on top of this delicious cake, <laughs> it is four player co op. Mm hmm Like how much more do you need? Like this is when I mentioned that Tales of Graces F is a phenomenal four-player co-op experience but it's real time this is the phenomenal four-player co-op experience that's turn-based like, and that and is, that so gets overlooked in the in divinity yeah because you it's a it's a phenomenal single-player experience but when you have someone else playing uh yeah. with you and i've done that it's awesome and they can mess up your story <laughs> and it's <laughs> right. awesome if you don't know them oh you better be careful yeah. uh, but if you're like i had my brother-in-law playing with me and it was it was a very different experience but really an excellent experience okay so this, i'm gonna i'm gonna back away here this our number one our is number one yes. yes okay fine our number one uh controversial uh because 
if you include this game on any top insert genre name here list, <laughs> uh, this It'll will be, be number one because this game is that good. It is so good that it is probably going to be written in history forever and ever. As far as we know, if you're listening at this point, you're probably wondering what we skipped out on, right? Like you're wondering, like what what did they even miss? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is definitely. I mean, when it's the greatest game of all time, obviously it's going to be the greatest at any genre that it could categorize itself for. And absolutely, this is no doubt an RPG. <laughs> it is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh my God! Such. All right, we can't disagree okay. that this game is probably the best game ever made. Without a doubt, it is a a masterpiece of a game. Yeah. Okay. There's no question about that. The obviously the question that I have with it, and you know, I'll, I'll take it to my grave, is whether or not it's an RPG. For the sake of discussion, I will consider it an RPG. Yep. Okay. Um, the the amount of freedom in this game is ridiculous. Nothing matches it. Absolutely. Even Divinity Original Sin 2, which I absolutely adore, does not match the freedom in this game. Um, from the opening, pretty much the opening scene, the objective is already in hand. The final objective, kill Ganon. All right. Yep. I'm not spoiling anything. It's literally like the first 10 minutes of the game. Kill Ganon. That's it. That's all you have to do. The princess is in a locked in 100 year battle with Ganon. Save her. That's it. Kill, kill the beast. Obviously, it's it's not so easy. I mean, it's yeah. been done. I mean, I've seen people do it. Yep. Speed running that game, and you collect gear on the way there, and they do it. But it's not easy. And, um, and yeah, there's just uh, there's a beast that you have to... Uh, what is it? What is it? You have the to divine do beast. Yeah, the divine beast where you have to actually not tame them, but they're essentially like the original dungeons. You have to decorrupt them because yeah. they have a, uh, the essence of Ganon in there somewhere, right. uh, controlling the beast, making it uh, not do the things that they're supposed to do, which is to fight Ganon. That's what the beasts right. were built for. In the, in the so they the help you place. in the end. Yeah, and as you learn, because as you're not going directly to Ganon, you know you can, you know you should. <laughs> But you know, you can't. <laughs> you've been asleep for 100 years. You're like, all right, I don't need to do that just yet. I'm going to explore this fantastic world. And in the process of exploring the world, you're learning about the world. You're learning about why these beasts exist. You're learning about how these people continue to live, where the the war that happened, what happened. Uh, you gain back your memories that, that was a really throughout the world that was a really cool aspect of that game is regaining those memories and then yeah. piecing it all all kind of done in a very clever way too. yeah yep yeah uh kind of difficult too because yeah. you had to um you were just giving a, a small hint and you had to find it was just yep. unless you were cheating which i might have done for a couple of them but i, I didn't cheat for a single thing in that game, I feel so good for it. And um, it was just a satisfying game to play. Yeah. It, it really was. And it had had pretty much anything you could imagine. Uh, now, it didn't have big, deep, you know, numbers and crunching and min-maxing type of mechanics that most, RP most hardcore-esque RPGs have. But it had all the elements of an RPG. You want to own a house? You can do that. You want to build up a town? You can do that. You want to do side quests for like little kids? You can do that. You want to respec your build? You can do that. You want to uh, craft gear? You can do that. Like, 
you can you want to engage in combat in so many different ways you can do all that you want to you want to get better gear you can do that like everything that you want uh in a big giant open world game you want to sneak you want stealth mechanics all of that it's all in there and it's just a matter of how you play and the way you play and they take out sort of they sort of strip out all the all the unnecessary the 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 clutter the i don't want to call it the fat but they, they they strip out all the fat and they just give you the core of what is for each particular mechanic just the core this is all you the need. necessary components the ne mm -hmm. yes the necessary components and because so for example uh like weapons they don't talk about like uh the attack range you know the min damage that a weapon can do the max damage the crit multiplier that a weapon can do it does the, 10 10 damage that's uh, it yeah, that's <laughs> it. it it just says it will do 10 damage that's all you need to know it'll do 10 damage it'll crit when it's about to break you're done mm -hmm. like my son is playing it um and yeah. he's he's the master i don't know how he's six years old and i can't even do this he is a master at the uh, at the guardians when they go shoot their right at parrying it yeah, and yeah. getting it to hit them. I can I can I can do it, but he does it better. Um, but he is again. It's one of those um, one of those things. Like he knows that this sword is better than that sword because of the numbers. It's a numbers game there. It's, it, um, it's simple numbers. That's the thing. Like mm -hmm. they boil down what you know mechanics that other games, other RPGs make nuanced. They just say we don't need to be nuanced this is the number one number just it's bigger than the other one uh -huh. you're good that's it that's it and everything else about that weapon it's not as straightforward as that it's all hidden it's all about how that weapon feels as you're swinging it yes right. this two-hander does more no uh, more damage because the number says so but it's slower, but it's slower yeah, yeah. right it's yeah. it's very obvious stuff but then it's not just that you, that you're considering what happens if i hold the attack button What's going to happen then? Am I going to do a spin attack? Am I going to do like this big giant, you know, overhead swing thing? Like every weapon has like some different more nuanced yeah. uh, attack mechanics to it. This These different attack animations that have their own usefulness. Uh, a boomerang. Normally you don't throw your weapon, but if you have a boomerang and you go to throw it, it comes back. Yeah. But you got to catch it. Yeah, you got you got <laughs> to time that it. button. Otherwise, that, it's like 30 that feet behind blew you. blew my mind when they did that. I was like, oh, my goodness. And then thunderstorms would happen. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, you start sparking up. Why am I sparking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because of that metal shield you're carrying. Um, but again, there's and there's so much discovery going on in that game, yeah. whether it's a, a new vantage point or it's a new discovery of of how I'm killing something. For example, you can freeze things and, and hit it and into an enemy or a group of enemies um, and have it do damage. Like there was, there's so much uh, experimentation and discovery yes. involved in this game. And, it and just being, makes it very unique. And being rewarded for all the experimentation you do because almost all of it will work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, in, and, in one way or another. And it's just, I, and I think even the developers said, said they were surprised at, at, at seeing how many different ways uh, things are being, yeah. things are being done. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just absolutely insane. There are parts of the story that you can actually skip, right? Because mm -hmm. you can beat Ganon at any point. There are uh, quests that you can skip. There are uh, character interaction sequences that you can never, that you 
could miss out on. There's like so many things that you could miss. There's so many things that you could experience. It all depends on how you play. And there, to me, this defines role-playing games overall. You are you are assuming the role of Link, and you are exploring this fantastical world full that's full of life, but mm. also devoid of life because there was this big giant calamity that happened. Right. And you're discovering new things you're interacting with people you're sneaking into cities that you shouldn't sneak into (laughs) in very interesting ways it's just so out there yeah i it's a fantastic game i there's really we could go on yep for a long time about breath of the wild it's the number one yes on a very fantastic list uh of top 20 games of the decade. 35, essentially. Yep. Or 34, whatever it is. Well, the honorable mentions are not ranked. <laughs> but they're there. They're there. <laughs> they're honorable. Oh, man. What what a great list. I, I love doing this. This was awesome. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up yep. here today. Um, so, yeah, don't forget, we have that uh, AMA going on uh, January 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, yeah, like I said, that's going to wrap up the episode today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you. Um, I'm not going to say that part. I do this. I do this all the time. Ah, Don't worry about it. I just read everything. You, could, you could read it again. I'm going to read it again. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for everyone who sent in their questions and comments. I did it again. Uh, <laughs> keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com. Or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on an app. Please give us a rating and review. We want to climb up those charts on those platforms. So your support would be amazing. And finally, remember, you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next next time, see you later. Bye.